And we are- Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are recording with Justin Ballard for episode 932 on Tuesday, September 27th, 2022 at 5.39 p.m. Eastern time and uh, got a haircut earlier today and I don't think I washed it all off in the shower because this shirt is uh, getting itchy, which means I made a totally amateur mistake of not not taking a thorough shower after a haircut. And uh, I guess that just proves how unprofessional this production is. And uh, with that, please introduce yourself, man. Thank you, Baz, for uh, putting us in touch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you, Baz. Um, uh, yeah, my name is Justin Earl Ballard. Um, I am a researcher and a scientist. Um, and so I've, uh, in the late 90s, got into computer programming, um, got to work in telecommunications, and then I had some um, some ideas come to me. And so I have patents in optometry and also programming and telecommunications. Um, but that's not really the reason I'm on the show. Um, I got really sick uh, about, uh, well, actually, in my early 20s, I was having uh, seizures. Um, then spent a decade trying to figure out how to get my seizures under control. Um, so started different types of medication. Um, and then I became a major drug addict. Uh, and, uh, and that really was a huge uh, uh, shame in my life, a lot of emotions. But um, I was taking uh, the drugs at first to try to take care of the pain that was caused from these seizures and migraines that I would get. And then I became completely hooked on, on mm-hmm. Norcos, Oxycontin, Adderall. Um, and then... Uh, later that, on top of my normal medication, I became uh, basically a walking pharmacy, um, and that led to my demise in my early 30s, uh, where I started having blackout episodes, um, and uh, because of my rare uh, blood conditions at UCLA, I got recommended for NIH Helix, which we know that's connected to um, Anthony Fauci and that big whole research program, um, and through all the recommendations that I was put through, uh, I ended up in a wheelchair um, and fighting for my life. So uh, at one time, um, I was uh, in my late 20s, early 30s, I was about 250 pounds, uh, solid muscle in the martial arts, uh, just, you know, pretty, pretty hardcore trying to own life uh, that I was being man-made. Um, and, then, uh, and then when I got humbled, when I got out of UCLA, I was about 120 pounds. Uh, so I went from, yeah, I've lost over half my body weight. Um, and was having all kinds of issues with drug withdrawals um, and uh, major blackout episodes where I couldn't even remember things. Um, and so it, it really woke me up. Um, and long story short, uh, I got kicked out of a clinical trial. My, my weight had dropped too low. I became a very high risk for not even making it through their therapy and recommendations. Um, and that's when I had to take a peek outside of the Western medicine model. Um, and that led me into a whole gigantic world that I didn't even know existed. Um, and so I bought myself a microscope. Um, I started looking at my own blood every day because I got so sick and that the doctors saying you're sick and you have issues with you. And, and, um, and my blood reports are pretty extreme. I know you have a medical background. And so uh, for, for, about- for, for clarification, I got in, I, I always tell people this. No, no, I got into medical school. I decided not to go. So God, I got yeah. in when people are like, Tommy, you're a doctor. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Got to be very clear about that. No, no, no. So yeah. Okay. yeah. 
got it yeah but i had a lot of issues with my um with my blood especially my red blood cells um and it wasn't leukemia but i had some pretty other extreme things going on um and so they put me in the undiagnosed disease program and uh through lots of different research uh, i'm ashkenazi jewish uh, i have some of those genetics i'm kind of a mix of many different genes um but uh yeah found out that i have a lot of major sensitivities and so uh, i had to completely figure out how to treat myself um so i've been to um, Israel and other parts of the world researching medicine um, and realized that medicine in Israel is completely different than it is here in the United States. Um, so for the past uh, about eight years, um, I've been um, getting myself back on my feet, no longer paralyzed. I climb mountains barefoot, um, extremely active, uh, and then uh, was felt really blindsided um, when this whole uh, um, issue with COVID, you know, started hitting the world. And then all of a sudden people are, are having panic attacks and um, and there's a lot of a lot of stress. And so um, uh, I guess that's why I'm doing the, the video with you, because, uh, you have, uh, you know, Boz is an old friend of mine. Um, and he uh, from his background, you know, especially working CIA and other things, he realized there's a lot of benefits to uh, alternative medicine. And sure. so every every place that I visited that I found something really good, uh, I bring it back with me and start integrating it into my life so I can be um, the optimal health. Uh, I realize there is no limit to how healthy you can become. I thought there was kind of like a where you'd hit a ceiling. ceiling. Yeah, there's no ceiling. You can just keep pushing through. And so I'm I'm 41 now, but I really um, 41. I, I am. Yeah, I'm 41. Um, but I feel um, I feel actually like I'm a teenager. Uh, in you, fact, uh, you on yeah. right now, and the guy before this I had on is a buddy of mine, Jesse, who I always thought was 35. I'm 32. I've known him for like a year, and he's just like, you know, my 49th birthday is next week. I was like, fuck what? And same with you. I know you don't look 41. All right, well. It's got to take a note from you guys. Yeah, yeah, no. So you just got to be uh, careful, and it, and it, and it's um, integrating the mind, body, and the spirit, and that's the one thing that seems to be very blind um, in the Western medicine model. Is you know, never once did any of my neurologists or doctors like talk to me about emotions, yeah. um, talk to me about you know life experiences, um, trauma, uh, and how those can really affect you. A lot of people they they hold trauma in their jaw. They're constantly clenching their teeth and um and they're you know you can see it in people with their legs there and, and um it that trauma and that stress becomes cumulative it's going to create major major health problems and uh that was with me uh, i had a lot of trauma um that i was not dealing with and instead i was going to the gym pumping iron popping norcos and oxycontin and then i'm like i feel amazing um, but it's, yeah and you come down yeah and then you come down you know, you're throwing up these huge weights and it's just like, it, it, you feel incredible. Um, but then uh, is it lasting? And so what it was is I just kept putting a bandaid on things that eventually were going to explode. And so it did. Um, and I can't believe I'm still alive. I had an NDE experience. Um, NDE means near death experience. And so in one of my seizure episodes where I blacked out, um, I, uh, I went to heaven. I met, um, I met Jesus. Uh, I can't describe what Jesus looks like. I think everybody has a different, uh, image of Jesus, it's like a relationship on how we perceive things. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he was just this beautiful golden light, um, of energy and, uh, and made me feel, um, just love like I've never felt before and that everything was handled. Everything was taken care of. Um, and I knew why I was on this earth, why I had this mission. Um, and as I came back, um, decided to stay, stay in this body, decided to, to, to be here, I realized I had to go through a lot of stuff to get to where God wanted me to be. 
but honestly, I can't remember why my, what my mission is. <laughs> so every day, I'm just like, all right, God, I'm here. Um, is this yeah, the day? Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, is this my purpose? Is this why I'm here? So who knows? Maybe I'm, I came back just to talk to you. I don't know. Um, I mean, that I, sometimes I think I'm like, there's not always a, like a grand theme where you're the main character. Like my purpose might have been to start this podcast and then interview a guest who somebody watched and then they went on to do something. Like I might not never know that it might be a dude who watches a thing and he goes down this life and then he has a son and that son becomes the president. And like, sometimes I always think like, am I just like one toothpick in like a giant, like gingerbread house or something like yeah. and that might be, and that's fine. Um, yeah. Have you uh, read or heard of a uh, Dr. Eben Alexander? Uh, no, I have not. He wrote the book proof of heaven. He was a, a Harvard neurosurgeon. And got some super rare, uh, I guess like cerebros- cerebrospinal fluid infection, some meningitis type thing, and was like mm. clinically like dead for like seven days. Like his brain was like mostly pus, and uh, he was a hardcore atheist and like went to heaven, and came back and said he chose to stay in this life and came back and wrote a book about. Dude's brilliant. I've, I've interviewed him a couple of times. He's absolutely brilliant, but um. Yeah, there's nothing like being humbled, man. There's nothing like getting absolutely just kicked in the nuts. I was, I finished college. I don't think I was ever over 200. I'm I'm also 5'9", but I was pure muscle. I mean, I remember like being at the gym and people thought I was like a, like a red shirt. I, I vividly remember there was a running back for the University of Georgia. I don't pay attention to sports, so I couldn't tell you his name. This huge black guy came up to me. He thought I was a freshman and he thought I was like, he thought I was like a recruit. I was like, not, I'm like five years older than you, Dad. I'm a biology major. But I always remember that. I was in insane shape, you know, 4.0 student, published my own research, got into medical school, the blah, blah, blah. I've told it a million times on here. And, you know, the day after I graduated, I took, and this is all stuff I could go on for hours about, but I'm not going to because I have before. Day after I graduated, I took, I took mushrooms out in the woods with one of a friend of mine and you know, kind of was like, oh, you know, I'm not happy. I really like working hard, but I'm not sure if medicine's what it is that I want to do. A couple months after that, I lost a sibling to suicide. I went up to like 240 pounds, not muscle, of just fat, just was just miserable. I mean, yeah, you know, Adderall in the morning and smoking weed and drinking and clonazepam and Xanax and and Benadryl and then NyQuil to sleep and just hated everyone. No one understands how hard it is. It's your fault. Drove people away from me. Just treated friends of a decade like shit. You know, I'm sure I aged my parents artificially a decade and, uh, you know, moved home to my parents' house in 2016, lived at home for like five years, had an insane drug reaction right after my 29th birthday that wasn't intentional like wasn't trying to get high wasn't trying to commit suicide i i genuinely don't remember it i just went to bed one night it's a normal night yeah i always put on like a like an audiobook or like a documentary fall asleep to got in bed put my head on the pillow and then next thing you know i woke up and i felt like my dick was on fire and i was in an i was in a hospital room realized i had a catheter in and i had no idea where i was it turns out that I had a, had like a crazy reaction and uh, ended up in the hospital and I fought like nurses. Don't remember it at all. That was my wake up where I've been fucking up for a while and I've been slowly getting my life back together since I had moved home 
two years of spiraling after my brother died. Moving home, I was taking really little baby steps. Was doing therapy, was, was sober, losing weight, but not fast enough. And then I slipped back down in in 2019. And a couple months after that's when I started the podcast. I was like, I need to work on something. I need something to put my mind towards. And it has uh, unexpectedly been, been the thing that has healed me more than anything else. And that's not to say that my parents, my family, and my doctor weren't incredible forces on my life. They were, and I'd be dead without them. But having a podcast to work towards every day, can't do a podcast if you don't sleep well, so it's made my sleep schedule perfect. Can't do a podcast if you're foggy, so I've gone to the gym before almost every single episode. got to meditate. You know, if you run out of things to say, you got to have information stuck in your head, so always reading audio, listening to audiobooks. The point of all of that, really nothing to do with what we're talking about, but more so like I do get it. I do understand what you're talking about. And I think you probably understand where I'm coming from more when you, there is that humbling where you get humbled, where you get, you get, you get brought to your knees and then some where you almost die. You come back and you start to get like, all right, all right. I'm, I got humbled for a reason and I wasn't killed off for a reason. And I still don't know what it is I'm doing here. I do think it is to somehow make life better for other people. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's, you know, a charity that gives food to kids in Africa or if it's I'd like to I'd like to make a lot of money and fund mental health research. I don't know what it is. But like you, I know I'm here for something. I know there's someone or something looking out for me. And I think I can most broadly classify and say it's to reduce the suffering of others so they don't have to experience what I experienced. Aside from that, it's pretty much, uh, it's still pretty hazy. Like you talking, it's still, I don't know what it is. Every day I meditate and I'm like, I know I'm working fiercely towards something. I have no idea what it is. Absolutely no idea. So sorry for that little word vomit, but uh, yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, I can I, I can totally relate. You know, hindsight's <laughs> always twenty twenty. So when I when I look back, um, I was a very unconscious person. I was man made. I was um, I was chasing after uh, the the dream, right? To be to be rich and popular and um, and to feed the flesh and and to yeah. live an illusion. And so my whole life was an illusion. Um, and I'm really grateful for it though because. Uh, my background in telecommunications, uh, we worked with um, analytics, so I could see through Axiom and Nielsen. So when you work on the in telecommunications, all everybody's TV watching habits, uh, their phone, their their internet, everything streams through our system. Um, so we can see how much time, what you're doing, um, and so I. I spent uh, quite a few years uh, developing algorithms and writing macros and automating these processes to actually track and make television smarter um, and to um, to really see what's going on um, beside behind the screen. And um, back then, it was really exciting. I'm like, oh my goodness, we're growing our uh, pornography subscriptions. You know, people watching porn. It's like 500% this year, and 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 that turns into bonuses and and. Sure. Um, and lots of money. And so uh, I was really excited about that. And that just shows how unconscious I was because 
you know, here I am now understanding that, you know, when you watch pornography, it is literally chemically destroying you. It's re oh, yeah. it's rewriting your experiences and it's going in and, um, and, and, and breaking up marriages and families. Oh, yeah. And it, it's a drug. It's, it's literally just it's, it's ab it's absolutely drug. a drug. Yeah. So, you know, I worked behind the scenes on that and, um, and, you know, working on gigantic infrastructures that literally reached around the world. Um, and so I have, uh, yeah, I had a lot of, um, a lot of shame, um, when I first woke up and, um, and I realized that my whole life was, was not the truth. Um, and so I had to really get over that and say, all right, God, um, I need to be <laughs> naked in front of you. And this is, uh, what do you want? What, what do you want to do with me? And so I, I, for the first time in my life, I decided to put God first, like really put God first. Um, and God put me through the ringer. Uh, and, and uh, it, it was great. It was like going to boot camp um and, and getting pushed through and uh it's a, letting, it's a letting good go. pain it's a good, it's a pain. good pain yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's in fact like also being able to find happiness without money um and you know being able to find purpose and satisfaction without a gigantic job title and going around and say you know i'm the top programmer i'm so and so yeah 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 i used to literally you know people come in and i would adjust my my plaques on the wall and make sure everybody can see like and they know oh, who i am you know, yeah do who you I see am? who i am do you see <laughs> my shiny plaques yeah yeah yep, like see how fast my brain is do you and, see who, um, yeah 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 so that that really was a gigantic humbling experience for me and so every day i show up and i'm like god what do you want me to do um obviously i have um some abilities I, I i'm dyslexic so dyslexic people see things backwards um and that's been huge uh boost for me when it comes to analytics and programming sure. um because i can actually usually spot the problems before people even realize there is a problem sure um and so it's been a very lucrative career for me to have that gift um and so god how do i use my pattern recognition um to actually help others and so and i didn't realize how important this gift was until um, this whole literally pandemic uh, started. Um, and so I, I've been just every day, like you, constantly studying. Um, I've been so blessed that uh, I have found um, a group of community of really high level doctors and people that um, are definitely in the interview circle that you've been with um, that have, have shown me. And, um, and some of my, uh, my clients are, are on the same path uh, that have come and worked with me. They've uh, one gentleman, he hired one of the top guys at uh, Olympus um, and brought in the world's most high-powered uh, microscope. And he filled a room with um, people that were vaccinated and then another room with people that weren't vaccinated. And we spent all day long having this PhD from Olympus go in and show us vaccinated blood versus unvaccinated blood. And it was like, it was shocking, you know, because you see about it on the news and, you know, everybody's like conspiracy theory. And I'm like, I think people are really overreacting, but um, when you see it with your own eyes, it's just like, wow, okay, I have to pay attention here um, because uh, this is not this is not normal. Um, humans aren't made to uh, to <laughs> their blood is not made to look like this. Um, mm. So there's really something fishy here. Um, and so I've been doing some pretty heavy duty investigation myself um, because I want to stay healthy. I'm like, I don't want to end up in a wheelchair again. I don't want to end up having seizures. Um, I don't want to have to wear glasses again. My eyes finally healed. I have 20-20 vision and I didn't do anything to correct them except for um, eat really healthy and live a very healthy lifestyle and everything can, can improve. Yeah. Um, and so I want to make sure that I protect this precious gift from God. We're made in God's image. So this is the temple. 
Um, and so this is numero uno, and I got to make sure that um, I'm doing everything I can, just like a parent wants to protect their child, right? We see all these crazy things on the news where parents don't want these woke teachers to come in, you know, and pushing these agenda on these little kids that have a very impressionable mind. They're here to learn arithmetic and science yeah, and physics. Yeah. They're not here to, to learn about sex parties and these other things when they don't even have that development in their body yet. Um, yeah. And so it's evil. So I have, yeah, it, it's it is. It's, it's, it's pure evil. And so um, I was just so blessed to have dinner with uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, last month. And they had this really beautiful event. And I went in there and uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf was there and um, some other superheroes. And it's so cool because uh, she's an Orthodox Jew. And, um, and she was like, Orthodox Jews don't talk about Satan. But at the end, she's like, no, no man on the planet could actually pull together such an evil agenda. She's like, she goes, I hate to say this. And it's the first time I've ever actually heard a Jew say this, um, that we're battling against Satan. We're battling against the darkest of the dark powers. And, um, and that right there just, <laughs> just was like this huge affirmation came over me that, yes, we are. We're, we're battling against something that's beyond humanity. And it is a war to save humanity. Um, yeah. So how do we um, how do we show up and, and, and help each other? Um, and so I have, um, you know, I primarily just I'm not I'm not I'm not a medical doctor. So if you actually want to get your blood done, you should go see a medical doctor. But I look at my own blood every day. Um, you know, it's, it's a regular habit of mine to check in and make sure my oil is clean in my car um, and sure. you know that that I'm functioning good. And so and so I've had a, um, a lot of. Um, a lot of people come in and show me things that are just like eye-opening and what do we do about it? And so I've, uh, there's a, quite a few remedies that I think could really help the world. Um, and so I don't know, I haven't watched all your podcasts I've been going through I, um, and just super impressed by you I, and people that you've been able to pull on. I would um, be, I'd be very scared if you had watched every episode. No one's, I don't think anyone's watched. I think the only person that's seen every episode is me because I do them. If yeah. someone, you and I, what we, what we've, We've been playing phone tag for maybe five days. Yep. We'd watched all 930 episodes in five days. I think I probably would have blocked you. I would have been like, this guy's coming to kill me and wear my face. <laughs> if anyone has ever watched all 932 episodes, I would be very, very scared of them. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with you. But yeah, no, I, uh, I get yeah, you. Yeah, totally. No, that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I just, I, I think right now the world uh, needs some really big questions to be asked. And that's what Jesus did. He asked a lot of questions. And the bigger questions you ask, the bigger answers that you get. Um, and so uh, I tried a different approach uh, probably about six and a half, seven years ago. Um, my One of my dear friends, he is a, uh, a chemistry teacher um, at a middle school in California. And the water would come out literally brown out of the faucet. And you'd have to run it for like five, 10 minutes just for it to start cleaning up. And that was the only drinking water that was given to these kids. And as a chemistry teacher, he's like, I feel like something's really messed up in this water. And so I was like, you know what? Let me let me do a little research. I found this laboratory, which is one of the biggest uh, government contractor laboratories. It has all the latest equipment for testing water. And I realized if I told them what I was going to do, they wouldn't they would shut me down. Right. Like people get uncomfortable with really looking that deep into the truth. Um, usually things are OK on the surface. But once you go really deep into it. So he collected the water in front of his entire classroom of middle schoolers, um, sealed the, the jug. We mailed it immediately to the laboratory and just said we had some water analysis. So we didn't really put any specifics. So the laboratory went in, um, did the water analysis and came back. And I was thinking there would be like, you know, uh, 
just a, a few little lead. things in there. Yeah, like this the standard lead, mercury. Uh, you know, we, we watched Aaron Brockovich and you know that that a lot of people are focused on arsenic in the water. Sure. Um, but it came back with seven pages of chemicals that were in this water. In fact, the total dissolved solids were so high. Um, it was considered brackish water. And brackish water is where the ocean is is mixing with the river. So the, yeah. the dissolved solids is so ridiculously high that it's not even classified as drinking water. And that was really my only thing to stand on is that they were giving these kids water that was not classified as actual drinking water. Wow. Um, because when it came to all the chemicals and everything else in the water, it was I had nothing to stand on. Um, there just isn't a protection in, in place for our kids. Um, and so the reason that they have all these chemicals in the water is a lot of our infrastructure in the pipes and the sewer systems, um, they, they'll rot out because mm-hmm. if water becomes acidic, it's bad. So they got to keep the pH high enough. Um, and so they put in a lot of crazy carcinogens and things in the water that there's no water filter that can actually filter it out um, that's, sold, that's sold on a standard shelf at like Walmart or Target. Like you really have to go in and drop some serious dough if you want to get these chemicals out of your water they're odorless they're tasteless you can't see them but they're there um and so when i got this clear water that looked clear right there it's clear you can't you can't smell it you can't taste it um and coming back with seven pages of chemicals in the water that was a really big eye-opener um so needless to say all the parents completely rose up the school was forced to get water filters in and i know we, we we helped a lot of these kids um, reduce a mass amount of exposure to cancer-causing carcinogens and other toxins going in their body. Um, but instead of it going viral, it went the opposite. I mean, it really, it really, the heat was on. Um, and so I realized that's not how you win this type of battle. Um, you got to do it with love. You got to do yeah. it with kindness and, and caring and, and not come out there accusing them, but coming out there and understanding that um, the world, everybody is so overwhelmed with data. Um, there's so much. And so if your cup can only hold this much and we're trying to fit this much into it, um, it's just it's just not going to reach reach people. Um, but love has another ability. Love has the ability to actually get right into your core. Um, it has an ability to, to feel it and understand it. So um, I'm really focusing on visual truth. Like what can we do um, to show people um, how to love themselves, how to go to the next level rather than my old method, which is making 94 chemistry videos to try to destroy the system. Um, and instead the matrix turned on me. Um, so I, th- I uh, oh, kind of like what you're talking about, you know, <clears throat> pursuing the worldly things. I want money. I want pussy. I want fame. And then you go through it and you realize it's all empty. Um, you said you, you know, you felt shame from it. I think I felt shame from it for a while, but I finally, I had on Tucker Max. I don't know if you ever know, know who Tucker Max is. Tucker Max mm-hmm. used to, when I was in high school, so like 05 to 09, he was like the OG. He was like the original like frat bro. He was like right online. He had all these blogs about just like sex stories. And like every dude knew who he was. It was just these, he was like a real life sort of like Van Wilder, like in, in James Bond, but not as like, savvy like just this dude that had the craziest wildest party stories whatever and uh i interviewed him last year and now it's been 15 years and oh he talks and now he's got he's married with a family out on a farm and now he talks about like oh he realizes all these like 
one night stands. He was actually working through like childhood trauma. And you see this guy who, I mean, like a caterpillar has just blossomed into this butterfly, like insane. And I remember talking about like, yeah, all, but he was like, but you can't, you can't hate the, what was it? Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. You can't hate the trail that got you to the summit. And that's one thing I always think about. Is So when I look at who I was in the worst times of my life, that's also the guy that got me here. And so I, I try. It doesn't mean that I ever want to go back to that. And it doesn't mean I look fondly upon drug use or, you know, just being a bad person. But I also can't scold that. Because it is what got me here. I was, I kind of on a side note, I actually just found a, I was storing the podcast on some external hard drives. And for whatever reason, like two nights ago, I just went into one of the folders that I hadn't opened in like two years. And I found like a video and it was like my one year goals. And it was me on August 1st, 2020. Just me talking about my one year goals. And I was I was looking back at it and like laughing. I'm like, oh, you're so stupid. Like, well, like one year from now, I want to be monetized on YouTube. I'm like, you asshole, you're gonna get banned from YouTube. Like, going through all this stuff, and but then it dawned on me that that is me. And I know that sounds silly, but I, not only is that me, that's me two years ago. It's not even like twenty. And I was like, oh, that is me. And so as much as I'm looking at, I'm like, you jerk off. Like, you don't know how bad it's gonna be. And then another part of me was like. In that video, I'm talking, I'm like, I hope a year from today uh, I can move out of my parents' house and the podcast will pay for 25% of my rent. And I'm looking like, no, actually, you moved out half a year later, uh, half a year later, and the podcast pays 100% of your rent. So like a naive person in good and bad ways. But it's also like, that's me. It's literally me. Like, how can I possibly scold that person? So... Yeah, kind of everything you're talking about, like making all the videos and like trying to attack the system. Yeah, I went down. Like I did that probably before I started the podcast when I was doing graphic design. But like that's part of the journey. You have to go in guns blazing, metaphorically, not calling for violence, going in guns blazing. You have to try to tear down the system and then watch the Matrix swallow you whole like the ocean taking down a cruise liner. And then you come back and you go, Oh wait, I think there's a, another way to do this, right? You don't, you don't just run into the bank with a shotgun. Like, no, you're gonna get killed. You know, you gotta, you gotta go full James Bond and like break into the vault. Like, it's there's a much, but you can't. You can look back and kind of smile and be like, oh, you were so silly, but I can't. I can't say that those were bad things. Like, they got me to where, and I'm sure right now, September twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. You and I are doing things and talking about things that in two years we'll look back and be like, oh, God, like, what are you doing? Don't you see how bad this is going? Or it might be like, hey, you got it right. But, yeah, sorry for that little uh, side tangent. But 
No, that's great. Definitely, you can't definitely. have a diamond without pressure. So. Exactly. Yeah. It's a little yeah. coal. It's black, grimy, greasy death turns into a diamond. Like you yeah. can't, a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. You really yeah. can't have anything but that. Um, yeah. Hey, if you don't mind real quick, I do this every episode where uh, I have to run to the bathroom real quick. Uh, that's great. I'll, I'll pause recording. All right. So yeah, that's no, wonderful. All right. Then wait, pause, stop. Okay, so I think it's resuming. And uh, yes, my air conditioner broke last night, and that I think it's come back with a vengeance, which is why I just put on this this code because it is like it is slingshotting. It is far colder than the thermostat says. I don't that is not being accurate right now. I just checked it. I was like, that is not seventy in here. I'm cold. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I don't really remember where we were. So, could you maybe explain, or at least broach or whatever? Um, the treatments you are doing now and doing them with a with a lack of uh, chemotherapy or other traditional anti-cancer drugs. Yeah, there's a there's a pretty famous German doctor. His name was uh, Reich Gerd Hamer, and he had over twenty thousand cancer patients that he treated. Um, his success rate was pretty high. They're saying he, his uh, success rate was about 93%. And testing the cancer patients 10 years later, their cancer still didn't come back, which is completely unheard of. I mean, we live in a country where um, complete excess, we've thrown billions, if not trillions of dollars at that beast with no real results. You know, in fact, they've even changed some of the way that they word it to where they can manage cancer. There's really no cure for it. Um, and so what he did is, he decided to look at everyone's brain um, that had cancer rather than actually look at cancer. So let's say you went in, you had prostate cancer. Well, he's going to actually do a CT scan and look at your brain. And uh, the brain, which is so cool, doesn't lie. It'll actually show um, dark spots in the brain um, that would be connected to your type of cancer. And so he could take 3,000 women with left breast cancer. 3,000 women with right breast cancer, and every one of those women would have the same dark spot on different parts of the brain, which is pretty wild. Um, and he was able to prove this with 100% accuracy. And uh, so, for the sorry to interrupt, for, for the spots, so the, the spots aren't on the same, they're not on the same part of the brain. So, like if you have right breast nope. cancer, now it's so is it, so it's not where it is, it's just the kind of spot. Yeah, so it, it, no, it is where it is on the brain. So uh, there's there's different parts of the brain, um, you know, or different we, cancers. Yeah, like you. And me okay, all right, all right. Talking all right. about our our ego, our ego is actually in the default mode network of the brain. So if you want to actually work on your ego, work on the default mode network. Um, so we have different parts of the brain, um, and so these certain functions of the brain um, communicate to that specific organ or that part of that body. And so when there is a dark spot. Um, there's a breakdown in communication. And so the brain communicating to your prostate is now not going to communicate properly and you're going to create deformed cells or cancer cells. And metastasis is not, is not the same cancer. It's, it's, everybody says metastasis is the same cancer spreading. Uh, it's, it is the dark spot now occurring in different parts of the brain or starting to have this ripple effect. Um, and then cancer is going to start appearing in different parts of the body. And it was pretty amazing. He never saw... Um, women with certain like uterine cancers um, spread to other parts where, where it would make sense that that's where the cancer would spread. Um, but instead it would go completely somewhere else. And because that's the way it's wired in the brain. Um, and so 
uh, he created uh, all these different methods of psychotherapy in dealing with trauma. And so uh, he was able to correlate all of the cancers down to seven different types of funguses that were all fed by different emotional traumas. And so someone with right breast cancer may have had a completely different life than someone else with right breast cancer, um, but their trauma or where they're holding it is having that same mental effect on the brain um, and, and, it's, and it's manifesting now as cancer in the body. Um, and so I had to go through a lot of emotional trauma therapy myself, um, you know, not visiting medical doctors or psychiatrists, but actually visiting people that really understood emotions. Um, and so uh, as I'm doing my trauma work and I'm understanding it, all of a sudden this pressure that I'm holding in the back of my, my neck, which is crushing me and giving me seizures, um, goes away because mm -hmm. I was able to resolve some things that were not um, in my consciousness how to resolve. It's kind of like you going, I don't know how I'm going to move this mountain. Um, you know, all I have is a spoon and my, my fingernails and how I, I just can't do it. And then somebody pulls up with a big backhoe and is like, let's knock this sucker out. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so we need to have the right tools for the job. And that's, that, that's where I've been um, searching the world to find the right tools for the job. And when it comes to um, people that are really sick, um, my first question is, is what's happened to you in your life? Like, you know, why, why are you sick? Why is there a breakdown of communication? And so far, everybody's got some type of emotional story, um, you know, and, and we, we deal with uh, people that are like super soldiers, like Boz, you know, who's been CIA and a Marine and, yeah. and a battle. Um, and then we deal with people that uh, they, they've not been in war, they've not been in combat, but they're just as traumatized um, because of some, some, something that they have afraid of, like water, you know, they fell in the yeah. water and they feel like they're drowning and the level of trauma is just as extreme as you surviving so, combat. Yeah. Subjectively, it's the same, it's the same pain, right? It's, Correct. it's, it's me moving a dumbbell up by five pounds or, or a mouse, you know, or an, or an ant lifting up two breadcrumbs. Yeah, sure. On an objective scale, one of them's 10,000 times the other. But relatively, it feels the same strain on your muscles. It's the same. You always you'll hear guys like Baz or or someone else that was in the same unit that he was in. Uh, my buddy Dale is about sixty. They'll all say the same thing. They'll be like, "The big like, trauma subjective." Like I remember uh, when I had to put down my dog in in twenty twenty. He was like eighteen, and uh, I remember texting Dale, who I'd barely known. Dale's total hardcore, like Baz. And I was like, and I know Dale trains dogs. And I was like, Dale, I'm so sad. I just put down my puppy. And then like, not puppy, 18. And then I texted him. I was like, sorry. I was like, because I realized I'm talking to this like Delta Force guy who like, it's hard as fuck. And uh, I was like, yeah, sorry for that. And I remember him texting me back. He was like, all, he's like, all pain is subjective. And he was like, especially with a dog. He's like, they're like little people. He's like, don't, 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 don't put down your own trauma. And that always stuck with me is you have this guy who has gone through it all, seen children blown up. And he's sitting there telling me, like, don't downplay your own thing. Like, it all hurts. Like, it's, it's okay to say something hurt. You know, maybe you and I haven't been in some CIA covert division. But, hey, man, you know, watching, uh, you know, watching your grandma die or, you know, whatever, missing this or missing that. or It's all the same. I mean, it's yeah. all the same. Um, sorry, sorry for that little, that little. No, story. no, that's great. That's, that's great input. And yeah, you're, you're spot on. We all have different life experience and, and our body 
um, if our body doesn't know how to process it, then it becomes cumulative and it starts building up. And so, um, you know, I can give you a, um, you know, a 10 pound pack and you can hold it up and be like, this weighs nothing, but yeah. try holding it up for 12 hours. It's going to yeah. be interesting. And so Very true. Yeah. Uh, we, this country right now has cancer. Um, this, the whole United States of America, the whole world has cancer and this cancer is fear. And that's, what's making everyone sick. Um, they are terrified and they are afraid. And when your body is in a state of fear, you're going to be producing acid like no other. And yeah. if you want to cultivate um, disease, you get a Petri dish, right? Because everything is environmental. And so if you get a Petri dish, you want something Based that's going to cultivate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Add some cortisol to it. Yeah. Rob it of right. some sleep, malnourish it, make it a little dehydrated. Yeah. That thing will come crashing down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we're seeing right now um, a, 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 a whole world that is paralyzed through fear and fear turns you to acid. And so um, when we're all walking around as, as bags of, of acid, we are literally just a, a buffet sign for disease. I mean, parasites are like, oh, my goodness, this is like the most delicious welcome meal. sesame. They're like, let's go, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. And And, 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 and it's scary because. Um, once you once you engage with producing all of this acid, once you engage with these low vibrational frequencies that you have pulsing through your body, um, then then no matter what medication you take, um, it's not going to work. I see so many people out there right now. What's really big um, with my group of friends is horse ivermectin. So everybody is taking horse ivermectin because horses are extremely emotional. And the one thing that they do teach in, in, in uh, you know, medical school is anything that's for animals is safe for humans. What's for humans is not safe for animals. Um, and so I have a lot of um, I have a lot of old timers and they're ex-military and they're in their 80s, rock star people. Um, and they, they were like, Justin, take horse ivermectin. And I was like, oh, I was like, OK, so I've actually been taking horse ivermectin. It, it, my body loves it for some reason. Um, I muscle test everything, make sure that it's OK before I take it. Um, but horses are extremely emotional creatures. And so sheep trench, um, which is ivermectin, is completely different formula than it is for horses. Um, and so it has a much more powerful effect on our emotional body and our nervous system. Um, and so I see a lot of people out there now starting to look deeper into things that are better for your emotions and for your nervous system. Um, but yeah, if, if you're a researcher, I would highly recommend looking into horse ivermectin. It's, it's really profound. Uh, you know, ivermectin's won a Nobel Prize for treating malaria. I mean, it's a really, really powerful, um, it's a powerful medicine. Uh, and so I'm, I'm a big fan of that. And then um, I do leeches. Uh, I don't know uh, uh, if you've done leech therapy, but there's still three leeches that are still approved for hospitals. In fact, I just had this nurse that was talking to me. Um, she's over on the East Coast and um, they still use them for reattaching your finger. So let's say you're out there and you get your, your finger severed. Um, you put a couple leeches on that finger and it's going to reestablish those capillaries and blood flow and your finger will work like you never they, lost it before. They still use leeches? They still use leeches. Yeah. In fact, um, behind in, me, in, I the, in, the, in the, in the, in the U S yeah. 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 They still use them on the U S. So I'm not, um, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to be like, Oh, give me some sources. I, just, I didn't know that. That's fucking wild. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, and there's actually quite a few Patriots, uh, um, that uh, are trying to help people that have been vaxxed. After they get vaxxed, they put leeches right on the vaccination point. And the leeches, um, God created them to feed on death and decay. And so parasites 
aren't here to hurt you. The only reason you have parasites in you is because you are full of death and decay. Same with mosquitoes. Mosquitoes bite you while you're weakest on your, on your magnetic field. So if you have mosquito bites, that means you're nutritionally deficient. Um, because if you're nutritionally balanced, mosquitoes will not bite you because you'll repel them, just like citronella repels mosquitoes, lemongrass repels mosquitoes. Um, and so if you're getting bit by bugs, that means you have some type of deficiency in your body, and it's usually with vitamin B. Um, and there's a lot of different, you know, B complexes uh, with Jewish genetics, too, quite a few there, too, because of methylation issues. Um, so I look at things a little bit differently. So if you're getting bit by bugs, then you're being, you're being taught a lesson. Hey, wait a minute. There's something in my lifestyle. That I'm depleted in, so I need to get um, I need to get on my nutrition. I need to start figuring this out so I don't get bet anymore. And where they're biting you is also a very important thing as well. Um, so yeah, so I do leech therapy. It's been quite actually life changing for me. The thing about leeches is when they drink your blood, um, they have a much more powerful immune system than we do. And so as they go in and they create their antibodies and as they fight this infection out of your blood, they also cure it. And so the next time that they suck your blood again, um, then they're upgrading your immune system. So they're sharing with you all of their knowledge. So for me, the ultimate vaccine would actually be a leech. Um, if you look at fossil fossilization, um, fossilization on the earth, the oldest fossil ever found was actually a leech. Um, so really? it's really, yeah, so they still have the record for kind of being the oldest fossil or the oldest creature on the planet. Um, they have, uh, oh my goodness, I think it's uh, 32 brains and 10 stomachs. Um, so they're extremely intelligent. They're like a super, super computer. So when they suck on you, they are, they're literally going in and um, upgrading your whole body. Uh, and it's, it's profound. So I save my leeches and every few months I move them to a different part of my body. Um, I started with my belly button. If you put them on your belly button, it cleans your portal vein. Um, and it actually can help with a lot of different things. A lot of traumatic bursts that are happening. You're never supposed to cut the umbilical cord when a baby's born. Um, it's supposed to naturally give you all the rest of your immune system, all of your blood, everything's supposed to go into the baby, and then it will naturally detach um, after a few days. That's um, one thing I have always wondered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you my... never, never yeah. cut the umbilical cord. Um, in fact, the best way to deliver a baby would be uh, dolphins. Um, God, um, just like you have sheepdogs, when you put them around uh, sheep, they just know how to herd. You don't have to send them to school. It's just naturally built into their genetics. So um, they do this over in the, the Baltic Sea. They take pregnant women, they put them out. Um, and when the mother is going through birthing pains, it's sending out a, a ripple effect into the water and it's actually calling dolphins in. Um, and so there's been a, quite a few people that have gone out and done dolphin deliveries. And they say it's the most euphoric, um, healthy way to give a baby because the dolphins have this ability of, of sonar. So they can scan your body. Um, they can create changes in your electromagnetic field and the mother's pain will completely go away. And when she gives the baby, it's supposed to be the most euphoric experience of her life rather really? than what we're used to. Rather than pain. And pain and give me my epidural. Yeah. Um, but dolphins automatically know how to deliver babies, which is wild. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of trauma um, in the United States through you get ripped out of your mother's womb. They're, they're chopping your umbilical cord. They're filling it full of all these shots and toxins. You're not getting your full blood. You're not getting... Um, your immune system, like everything is being, is being cut off. And so there, that's why we're ha seeing a ton of massive problems because um, from birth, we're, we're, we're messing it up. And that's what's great about a leech. If you put the leeches in your belly button, they're going to go in and clean up that scar tissue from when your umbilical cord was cut, which causes signal interference in the rest of your body. 
Um, and, and then, of course, all the other health benefits from them finding cures to your disease and upgrading your immune system when you use them again. Um, so at first, it was really hard on me because um, I have I don't want to say I'm, I'm, a, um, I'm scared of them, but I was a little bit grossed out, um, you know, watching this like looks like a rectum opening with all these teeth. Like an alien, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. And then um, I found this lady who's an expert in it. She's from Russia. Got them put all over me. Um, and then eventually I got comfortable enough to putting them on my rectum. And it's crazy because when I was really sick, I used to have hemorrhoids. Um, so I know I have a lot of toxins down there. And at first the pain was unreal. I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, I can't handle this. It feels like I have all these needles digging into my rectum. Um, and then I calmed down. Um, and I started talking to it. I was like, actually like, Hey, thank you so much for literally sucking all the poisons out of my butt. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, you're, you're doing the job that no one else on the planet would do for me. And so I just gave gratitude and you know what, all the pain went away. It literally just like this, this emotional connection started happening and it went from painful to actually very comfortable. Um, and so I realized a lot of this is up in our head. Like if we have fear, we're projecting out fear frequencies. It's like an animal, right? If you walk up out in the woods and you run into a bear or a cougar and you're afraid, you become dinner, right? But if you walk up there and you're fearless and you look them right in the eye and you let them know that, hey, this is who I am. I'm God's greatest creation. I'm not afraid of you, but I love you, right? I'm not going to harm you. I'm not a threat to you. Then we project out this energy um, and then we're not going to be in any danger. Um, and I do that all the time with bees. I'm, I, I spend daily, I'm doing a lot of research on bees and how um, bees can increase the telomere length um, in your blood so you can actually grow younger. Um, and so maybe that's why I look so young is because I spend all this time with bees and leeches. Um, but when I'm around bees and I'm just completely um, uh, in, in union with them, I have them literally all over my body and crawling all over my hands. Uh, and I don't have any thoughts of them even stinging me. And they don't. They actually just give me love. Um, and so uh, this this world is emitting this fear frequency and we're becoming the victim because of it. Um, we're losing our power. We're giving our power away. Um, and animals are a really good teacher for us right now. Um, and they also provide a lot of the solutions that we need. Yes, there is sickness going through the world, but we're the ones causing the sickness. Um, mm -hmm. And so if we can uh, show another way, right, another way, not, not accusing people, because a lot of people right now, they don't know. It's not like we live in a nation full of bad, evil doctors. We just have doctors right now that mm -hmm. are being, being educated and, and they, they took a Hippocratic oath to do no harm. And so they're being told that if they don't get pump everybody full of, uh, you know, thermocell and, and toxins and poisons, that they're actually putting people at risk and danger. So they're, they're, um, they're, try they're coming from the right intentions, um, but the science is bad. Uh, the data is bad. And so it's, it's going to take a big wake-up call um, and I can't think of a bigger wake-up call than what we're seeing with the data, with adverse reactions, and um, and what I've seen personally in my uh, in my friends and, and family circle that I've had. I've had so many people um, that have had major vaccine damage. You know, I had this um, uh, this friend of mine, his son. Uh, he needed to get a vaccine to play soccer. He can't play soccer anymore. Right after the vaccine, he um, he literally his heart. Uh, he couldn't get out of bed for like two weeks and he's not the same person anymore. Um, and so he went from this, like this athlete that can change the world to somebody that can't. Um, and so there's, there's a lot more data that needs to be done um, because there is a Hippocratic oath to do no harm. So now that we know that harm is being done, what are we going to do about it? Um, and so I'm focused on how do we, uh, we can't, we can't change the past, 
but we can we can change the future. Um, and so we can focus on how do we help people. And I think leeches are a really big part of it. Um, what's sad is uh, my friend who does leeches, you know, she put a leech on someone and uh, right after they got vaccinated and the leech actually uh, clotted and died and uh, never in her history. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. History of leeches. Has she's ever seen a leech die from sucking someone's blood? It's the first time she actually saw a leech die. It was like the whole blood clotted. Um, and that was a big, that was a big eye opener. So, um, so, you know, I also don't want to kill a bunch of leeches, but God created them to save us. Um, so that may be a big avenue, what we can do to help clean people's blood. Um, and then of course, what they're doing right now with electromagnetic therapy, all these new lasers, you know, there's been rumors of the med bed for a long time. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and, and twiddle my thumbs. I'm going to actually continue to research and find things that could be very, effective. Um, but as we all saw what happened with Nikolai Tesla, you know, Edison pretty much uh, took him yeah. down. Yeah. And Tore him so, a new one. yeah. Yeah. But that was also really hard on this country because of, um, because of this darkness and this, and this control that we're not putting people first, right. We're not putting God first. Um, then, then what happens is we, we, we go to these greedy people like Edison and then this whole country now is creating um, energy that is that is really damaging to the earth. Um, we see all of these towers that are creating free radicals, which are aging people. They're causing all these different diseases. Whereas Soviet Union, they embrace Nikolai Tesla. And so if you go back to the cosmonauts, um, the cosmonauts were using medicine that was even far more advanced than anything that we have here in Western medicine. Um, in the Soviet Union, they embraced Nikolai Tesla and they embraced his technology that's why when it came to the space program, oh my goodness, the Soviet Union was light years ahead um, of the United States. Now, of course, they collapsed, um, but they showed what was possible. And so there's so many technologies out there in this world um, that if, um, if these people can actually um, bring them out to the world, it would change the world. We would not, we'd see an end to electricity. We would see an end to need for gasoline. Um, and then that would, of course, take away a lot of control. So until those days come, um, we just have to do our best to just love on one another and just keep praying um, that God is going to shift this. And I know God is real. Um, I, I have no doubt at all. Um, but I know that God is also forging us. So if I'm supposed to be a big, bright diamond, then maybe I'm not done being forged. Um, so there's there's still some work to do. So I am just have to have patience. Um, but I know that there's tons of different solutions that are out there. And there's going to be somebody that's deeply moved. I know when Boss said maybe somebody that has the, the big finances, right? The, the, the big Jeff Bezos of the world will say, hey, let's put an end to sex trafficking and fund ARC, right? And build this organization or um, fund what we're doing with this research. You know, there is a cure. You, you talk about your passion for mental health. Um, there's a movie on Amazon called The Final Fix and uh, the technology is called NET. And NET, um, you basically wear two different uh, pads and they send frequencies through your mastoid and they can clear um, addictions of any type of drug on this planet. Um, and so the Final Fix movie is about Suboxone addicts. Suboxone is probably mm -hmm. the most addictive drug on the planet. And these people are coming off Suboxone 
without any withdrawals. They're not, they're not having sweats. They're not shaking. They're not vomiting. In fact, they feel completely normal. And they have been battling for 50 years to get into this country, 50 years. And they've had to open up an underground shops in South Africa. Um, they've had to, to operate in Scotland um, and they can't break through um, our, our big shell that we have because money is God in this country. People worship money. It's, it's idolatry. Um, and, and instead of actually taking care of people first. Um, and so I'm, yeah, I'm really excited because I'm, 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 I know that NET works. Um, I know the people I, I, and, and they are, um, it was actually discovered by a Christian ministry uh, woman. So, I mean, it's, they, they have, <laughs> they have God's blessing behind them for sure. Um, so, but yeah, I'm really excited to see um, all these technologies that are just waiting to be released to the world um, to finally have that freedom to do it. There's one thing I always think of with, um, you know, kind of the trope about <clears throat> how they don't want technology X, Y, or Z to succeed because of, you know, they're, they're starting to hold on money. Excuse me. I normally don't ever drink out of a glass when I do this podcast. I always water bottles. And for whatever reason, the last two days I've been enjoying a thermos. So sorry for the slurping. No, that's great. Um, but, uh, yeah, you look at Edison, you know, the history of Edison and kind of manipulating. I mean, not, not nothing new under the sun, right? You know, manipulating data, PR stunts, all that, all that great stuff. Um, yeah, he murdered an elephant. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he used to do that stuff. Um, and then you had, I want to say the early, maybe like Rockefeller Standard Oil. I think they were pretty instrumental in making sure that, and I could be wrong on this, um, but they're making sure that like the trolley system of San Francisco didn't become like a national like standard for cities. Right. That I think new Orleans also has them, but they're like, no, 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 everyone needs their own car. And, um, uh, or even more recently, I know one of them died, but at least I, I remember, cause I remember reading about it living in a frat house in fall 2010 about the Koch brothers. I don't know which one died, but, um, using all of their lobbying power to really make it difficult to buy solar panels in Florida. Now, obviously it was still possible, but really tying a lot of red tape around. You have to jump through hoops to this, that, and the other thing. And on one hand, I think it's easy to look and go like, Oh, these are the evil robber barons. And there's a lot of truth to that, right? There are a lot of guys that just they'll, they'll bend the world in half to make a buck. That's also why there's, it's not all evil. It's why you also have a lot of great advances is because of these psychos that, you know, standardize the oil system, no pun intended, or the steel system or the railroad system. But there seems to be this weird uh, a disconnect in that the only way we can get these things done is kind of get the billionaires out of the way, right? There's that idea of you only want money, but this is better for the world. And I always think about this, like, you know, like the the biggest, uh, the biggest lobbyers against legalizing marijuana federally were like, uh, it was like the prison guard lobby and I think big alcohol. And whether it's the Koch brothers with uh, solar panels or, or big alcohol against uh, marijuana, I always think like, no, like you can have your cake and eat it too. Like, why can't, I mean, Budweiser has Bud in the name. Like, why, how come you guys can't sell, like, weed? Like, 
like you can you can still make a killing you can still bring that cash home to the shareholders you know look at elon musk he's the richest man in the world he didn't take some you know hippie route he did what the Koch brothers didn't want using solar using electricity and he got 10 times what the Koch brothers did want money and power so that's just kind of like a side observation whenever i look at these things i'm like and i'm not i'm not saying that's what you were saying but there, we do seem to kind of have this binary sometimes. Like it's evil. It's either the evil tycoons or it's like the peace love. It's like, no, there's a third way. Like you can have the tycoon on Wall Street making an IPO and still make a shit ton of money and it be something great. Like if someone found out a way to how to like t- turn recyclables into fuel, like that is like a, there's like a green left dream. And it would be a kind of a a right wing investment banker's wet dream. Like, why can't the two? Who knows? Maybe I just have a naive take on the world. But that's just kind of as a side note to what you're saying. I always tend to look at that stuff, and it's like uh, you can make money on this. Like, like uh, you know, there's lobbying against um, the early 2000s. There's a great book called uh, "Space Barons" by Christian Davenport about uh, a younger Elon Musk talking about like self-landing rockets and you had all these huge defense contractors who were had the defense contracts with the nro and the nga and nasa and they were like no they they want to box this guy out because they're like we're getting these sick sick defense contracts and now elon musk is it's not that he broke up the defense contractors he's just now making more money in space at least than any other dod client so there is this weird sort of like you can still be the evil billionaire with like the pure gold penthouse, but also like do the right thing. Sorry, mm-hmm. just a side observation. As you can tell, I uh, I don't do this yeah. podcast in a linear manner. Just no, no, no definitely. Yep, yeah. money's not evil. I mean, the Bible says the gold and silver are mine. You know, says God. So, um, so there is. It's okay to make. Is, it's okay to make bank. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's absolutely okay. Yeah, and even you know, even in the in the Bible, it, it talked about the the man that wanted to reward his servants, and he gave one of them a hundred talents, which is like a hundred years of wages. Another one um, was it like thirty or ten, and then he gave one one, and then um, he sent them out into the world. And then as they revisited him, the first one he came back and he's like, "Hey, I doubled your, I doubled the fortune." And um, he goes, "Wow, that's amazing! I'm so proud of you. Keep it. Do good in the world, right?" And the same he did the same with the second guy, and the third guy, he's like terrified. He's like. I saved you know, it. I saved I it. I saved it. I buried it and I lived on nothing. And, you dipshit. And, yeah. Yeah. What did you do with your life? You know, did you squander it away? And um and when, had... when God is at the, the forefront of your life, then he's gonna be um he's gonna be focused on you and what you do. So you're not gonna fail. You're you're gonna yeah. to, to break through. Um I, I honestly I pinch myself. I, I really didn't think I would be able to get this far in my life. You know, after I got sick, I went through a very brutal um, divorce process and it's like my whole life just fell apart my neurologist wrote that I could never drive again because of my seizures so um, you know here I am in like Los Angeles uh, which has the worst bus driving in the world yeah it's terrible you can't go anywhere without a car or getting robbed um, and so uh, so here I am I can't drive uh, I, 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 I walked away from everything I can't go back to my career because God is telling me that I can't work in the darkness anymore um, and so I'm like, what do I do? And, uh, and then God just had all of these miraculous things to bring me back into my research, uh, to bring me back. But instead of using my, 
my gifts uh, to make the world watch more porn. Um, my gifts are to actually to, to, to turn everybody to Jesus, to actually show that God loves us, um, that, that, he, that the greatest sacrifice was given for us so that we could have the grace um, to, to be who we were created to be. And, you know, on the, on the sci-fi side of it, I think that we have the ability to teleport. Um, we have the ability to walk on water. We have the ability to do these incredible things um, that, um, that we're, we're not there yet. We're still learning. But, um, but once we learn it, we'll master it. It's like you given a bicycle. We just need to figure out how to ride the bike before we start doing wheelies and, and flips and all these and crazy And then making motorcycles and making snowmobiles. Yeah, it's, it's that yeah. – it's not an original quote, right? The Arthur C. Clark, you know, Arthur C. Clark quote. There's a tongue twister. Arthur C. Clark quote. Any uh, sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And I always like to think about, like, you got to make like a real leap. You can't go to like uh, the 1902 Wright brothers, right? The the Wright flyer looks like it's made of like paper mache and bamboo or something. You couldn't, it's not the same as showing them that and then showing them like an Airbus A380, a double decker four engine plane that can fly 9,000 miles. Like that's a big leap, but it's still in the same general arena of a heavier than air flight. Like, you know, you got to go to like, you got to go to like King Tut and then show them airdropping two images between iPads, like real next level. Now, if you asked him, would that be possible? He'd say, no, it's black magic. If you showed the Wright brothers a 747, they'd be shocked. But after a couple of days, they'd go, yeah, I could see that. When did it first come out in 1970? Seven decades? Yeah, I could see that. Sure, right? Like right now, you, I think in our lifetimes, we'll see somebody like land on Mars. Because you can kind of see it. You're like, all right, the rovers, Elon Musk's rockets. You're like, I see it. Not right now. But I definitely see it. You got to go like one step farther. And like the same thing would be saying like, oh, no, one day we'll teleport to Mars. People look at you like, no, I mean, on a long enough timeline, on a long enough timeline. I mean, in the what? In the 1950s, a five megabyte disk cost like a hundred million dollars, was classified top secret and had its own plane to transport it. Five megabytes, five million bytes. I have I have a hundred terabytes next to me on my desktop for a fraction of the price that I bought on Amazon. So no, I, I, and there is like, right. I mean, electron entanglement, that's like an actual thing studied by DARPA. I think it was initially for hopes that the NSA would have like faster than light communications and like encryption, but no, it's all, it is all out there. We just haven't, it's a video game. We just haven't unlocked it yet. We haven't leveled up. Yeah. I I think there is some hard. They don't want you to unlock it. <laughs> Which just makes it so much more satisfying when you do that. It does. Yeah. 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 We have, um, like, when you were born and you got hungry, your mother's breast would lactate. And it didn't mm-hmm. matter where you are in the world. So you yeah. could be in Africa and she would lactate. And so, yeah. um, so right now there is a big, uh, there's a big investigation going on around Bluetooth frequencies. Um, and how they're able to communicate with the body through Bluetooth. Um, and uh, I just, there's all these articles that came out about two weeks ago, I think US Today, and everybody's like, that's impossible. Um, but yet we see people injecting little sensors in their hands and they're able to open up their car doors. So they're able to pay for their groceries um, with these hand <laughs> sensors um, yeah. that are literally like smaller than a grain of rice. And then you look at patents that are out there. Um, they can make these Bluetooth uh, receivers um, so tiny that the human eye can't even see them. Um, and so 
Uh, I, I've been going to the graveyard at night and uh, bringing all my equipment and scanning graves for Bluetooth signals. And um, the results are pretty, pretty wild. I didn't believe it at first. I just saw all these videos coming out of France and Germany and Spain where people are going to graveyards and they're picking up all of these special classification Bluetooth signals. See, when you have a Bluetooth signal, um, like, F, you know, FFA re regulations, you're flying, like things have to be listed what's transmitting. Yeah. Right? So you can say, oh, this is my AirPods that are transmitting. Sure. Oh, this is my, um, you know, this is my television. Um, but these are all unknown GPS locator frequencies that are completely unknown and your phone can't detect them. You actually have to install special software or you have to go into developer mode and unlock your phone to show all of these hidden networks. Um, and so I've never seen anything like this before. And so, um, so we are being uh, bombarded with data. And I don't know what that data is. Right now, sure. I've just figured out what channel that it's on from other people doing the work. I'm just standing on the shoulder of many giants. Um, and there's a lot of big giants that are out in the world. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very eye-opening when you're out in the middle of nowhere and, um, and you have all these graves sending out frequencies. And you're like, <laughs> I don't. I don't remember when frequencies used to be emitted. I know Marie Curie, she's, uh, uh, you know, she's buried in a lead coffin because yeah. all of her work, yeah. um, she's, she's going to be radioactive for like the next hundred years. Forever, forever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if I definitely had a, a Geiger counter and went over there, I would definitely be picking up some frequencies coming out of there. But these are very specific Bluetooth frequencies that are coming out of people. Um, and that makes me have a lot of questions. And I know there's doctors that are building Faraday cages and all the vaccinated people are going in and he's picking up all these Bluetooth and Mac addresses off these people, whereas Fuck. the unvaccinated are not transmitting Bluetooth. And so, um, yeah, so there's a lot of questions. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm very, very curious with it. But, yeah, it's wild once you start seeing some of these videos of what they're doing um, in other countries and the research. Um, and it makes me not just look at it, but I actually I want to go out and I want to prove them wrong. Um, but so far, I've instead uh, been shocking myself to the point where I'm like, wow, now I need to I need to know more. Um, and so I'm really glad there's a bunch of people across this country. Um, there's some really great guys on um, there's this guy named James Charles Phillip um, on Telegram. And he's been going out and just getting everybody in these podunk towns to go out to their graveyards and scan scan for Bluetooth signals. And so we've, we're getting some incredible data um, just get coming back from people that um, that it is something to to worth looking into, looking into. Um, that it is something that's like, hey, wait a minute, we got to start. Uh, maybe this is how we uh, we love the world. We just show them through love. Uh, if you want to get healthier, you don't want to be around Bluetooth because Bluetooth creates free radicals, and we're environmental, right? If you and me were to go party in Chernobyl, how healthy do you think we would be <laughs> when we come back? Um, if we were to go and just you know go swimming outside of Fukushima. Uh, I may have a, a third arm growing out of my spinal cord. You know, who knows what mutations are going to happen. Um, but we know that we're environmental. And this environment that we're living in is very, very unhealthy. Um, and this illusion of free energy is not free. Um, and so there's a lot of, um, yeah, there's a lot of data right now that's out there um, that is not being taken into account. And that's why I love that our court system still has some justice in it, because uh, like Dr. Judy, you know, Mikovic, she's been vindicated now, um, you know, and she's been, they've done everything to take this woman out, but because her science is true, um, they can't destroy her in a court of law, you know, they can destroy her outside of a court of law because then it's, it's, it's peer pressure, it's mm -hmm. manipulation, it's like, I have 50,000 people, that, <laughs> social, that I, yeah, social pressure, that I have paid off and that are telling you that you're, you're lying, 
Um, but of all those 50,000 people, none of them have her brain. None of them have her experience. You know, she was there at the heart when they did AZT. Um, and so, she, you know, she really, really um, it has been a huge force. And so I have, uh, you know, I'm really praying for those people. And I know that God, uh, it says the truth will set us free. Um, and so you can't, um, you can't hide the sun, you can't hide the moon, and you can't hide truth. And those are the three things that are going to be revealed. What was that? Who was that? that, Who was that quote again? Who was that from? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I've heard, I've heard it before. Was, yeah, I think that was roomy, um, I, but it could have been. No, yeah, it could have been. It's before. a good one. It's it a good is one. a good one. Yeah. My favorite quote from Rumi was um, the cure for the pain is in the pain. And that's what I oh. see with everybody right now. They're, they're running to drugs, they're running to uh, illusions, they're running. Um, they're running from their pain. But actually, if you face the pain, because I used to be in chronic pain, I, I used to be literally like, I don't want to live on this earth anymore. I'm bedridden. I'm, 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 my body is hurting so bad. I can't think I can't function. This is not life anymore. This is yeah. the quality of life is not worth living. Um, and so I understand pain. Um, but I, what I started to learn is that I needed to actually look into the pain. I needed to look and figure out what's causing my pain. And no doctors are actually trained on, on, on that. When you go to, to medical school, they, they, they don't teach you about nutrition. It's, a, it's like that much on nutrition, yeah. you know, and, um, it, it's all about, if you look at the, the, when you have to go in and, um, and get trained, you have to memorize all these medications. And so these, all these medications are drugs. And so once your brain is so full of that, what else can you fit in there? Yeah. Um, you know, there's, they, they get so oversaturated with data that this is all they know and this is all they can handle. They can't take in anything else. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I remember. So it was years ago when I first started listening to, to Rogan. He had this idea, and I have, I, have, I have nothing to back this up with. I have no peer-reviewed papers. This is just me bullshitting. So if anybody's trying to disprove me, there's nothing to disprove because I, 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 I have nothing to back this up on. So just this is purely from my own experience but i remember him talking and um he was uh he just had this idea of like uh you know staying up at night when not everyone but a vast majority of the people are no longer active their sleep right and they're not actively kind of participating he was like they don't go away entirely but i mean it's like right we probably say without without any doubt like there's less electronics Right. Your phone might still be on, but it's not the same as you and I FaceTiming. It's like there's less nodes active. And this is total bro science. But mm-hmm. but he, he talked about it and he was like he's like always wondered if maybe staying up at night, whatever you experience there, is that kinda like when you when you're at like a really loud bar or something and you go step outside? You know, sometimes you'll be at a bar or something or like a like a restaurant. And they have the bathroom that's like, it's like down a hall. They open a door, you go down a hall and then you like open another door and it's like the men's room or something. And you go in there and you can barely just hear like the muffled conversation. And you're just like, oh, 
it's just a little quieter in there, right? And I remember I used to think about that because I could have sworn that, like, whenever I'd stay up, I normally went to bed at, like, in college, probably went to bed at, like, 10 p.m. every night, like, out cold. But every once in a while, I'd, like, OCHEM or something, I just have to be up all night studying for a test. And who knows, maybe it was just, like, the the deviation from the norm that it, I liked it. Who knows? I, again, bro science. But I could have always swore, and I still do, when I when I, when I I did a lot of writing between like 2017 and 2019, a lot of Photoshop, and now doing the podcast. If ever if I'm ever up really late, just editing or something, I, I swear there's just this like it's a little less noisy, and I can't put a finger on it, and I'm not gonna claim to know what it is. I have no idea. But there are those little things where, right, you know, 2,000 years ago, if they, if somebody ate leaf A and they were just a better hunter, they're, they're not going to, they might try to tell you it's, oh, it's a spirit. And you might actually have a pretty self-aware, you know, Amazonian hunter that goes, I don't know what this is. I don't know if it's a spirit or not, but I'm telling you right now, I eat this and I hunt better. And then 2,000 years later, we discover, like, oh, it's full of, like, natural caffeine. Like, so there is sometimes a huge gap between that, quote-unquote, magic and the sufficiently advanced technology, right? I mean, again, you show the pharaoh the two iPads dropping an image between each other. He might say, oh, that's a demon. Another pharaoh might go, I don't know what that is, but I think we could probably get to it if we give it enough time. That's kind of how I feel with some of this stuff. It's like, I can't prove it. I'm not even going to try to. But there are some weird things where, like, from your own firsthand experience, like, I do feel that. Like, late at night, there is a different kind of peace. Even if you turn your phone off, you, and you might argue, you know, devil's advocate. It's like, well, yeah, of course there's quiet and peace. Everybody's asleep and no one's texting you. No, I mean, even if you turn your phone off during the day. There's a different kind of phone off during the night where you're just sitting there. And I swear it just, you, I feel a little less bombarded. I don't know. Maybe it's total placebo effect and maybe I've got it in my mind that I have more peace at night. I don't know, but and I'm not really sure why I brought that up. But I guess, I don't know, kind of everything we're talking about, it's like, no, I can't prove everything. But there are subjective experiences that, is that periodic table? Uh yeah, I guess it doesn't show too much on no, here. That, so it, the, it should have showed well, yeah. Okay, yeah. So the um the the sun is is made up of hydrogen, um and so uh as we're getting blasted by the sun during the day, um our body has different reactions because we're environmental, and so we do. I've been focusing on therapy called uh basically hyperthermia, so basically giving yourself a, a fever uh, without a fever, and so we have different. Uh, what they call marmo points, meridians that go up and down our arms. And so there's a device called the Avacyn. And the Avacyn actually heats up your pericardium point, which is around your heart, um, to 108 to 109 degrees. If you hit 113, um, that right there is within one degree of death. Um, so you want to, so, right. but uh, uh, when you have a fever, that's actually a good thing. Um, people, when they get a fever, they want to go in and they want to stop the fever, but the fever is actually well, your the body's killing. Body. Yeah, it's killing the, right? Isn't it? It's killing like the proteins and the viruses and the illnesses, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a doctor yeah. that does, uh, basically, he has a full um, ER staff. And so people that are really sick, he'll heat their, their body up to 113 degrees, have sensors all over their brain. 
And the moment they start getting closer to 114, he turns it off and covers them with ice. Yeah. Yep. And he he's boiling tumors and cancer and all disease out of people's bodies. I think it's like $150,000 for a treatment. Um, but he's using just basically boiling the body because the Greeks said 2000 years ago, you can heat my bones, right? You heat that bone marrow up, you raise the terahertz frequencies of your bone marrow, and you're going to not be sick anymore. I mean, you're literally your body will boil the disease out of you like you boil germs out of chicken noodle soup. Um, and so uh, they when I was doing the hypothermia training, they said that when the sun is up, we have to do it on the left arm. But when the sun goes down, the pH changes um, because of the sun, which is hydrogen um, changes and that whole atmosphere changes. And so then we got to switch to our right side um, when we do the hypothermia treatment. So um, I don't, again, know all the, the background detail of it, but I do know it has something to do with the hydrogen and the sun and the impact of that. When the sun first rises in the morning, um, it is in that inert gas of, I believe, uh, neon. And then as it goes up into the higher levels of inert gas, as it gets up to like argon um, and, uh, oh my goodness, um, uh, usually helium. I have... What's the first one? Helium? No, helium's not inert. What is <laughs> it? Argon, neon, krypton. Argon, neon, krypton. Yeah, Raymond Royal Rife, the oh, Rife sh- machine. He was xenon. On, on argon, um, but... Uh, but that being said, there's different layers of it, and they have different impacts. So that's why in the morning, when the sun first rises, um, you can stare can, directly. Oh, you're gonna look it up. Perfect. I gotta, I gotta look up the neon gases. No, I'm having a brain fart. Xenon, argon, krypton. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. A reminder on there. I have the periodic table, but it doesn't list that. Um, so, but I know there's a huge impact during throughout the 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 part of the day because in the morning you can see the full sun. So why isn't it? crisping you like it does when it's at noon when it's yeah. still the full sun yeah um, that's because it's going through the different gases and going through the different um mm-hmm. different layers and um, percentage of atmosphere it goes through right if it's directly correct. over you you're only getting only about, about 70 miles of atmosphere versus you know look at your glass take take your glasses head on and look through them and re- i need glasses and it turn your glasses sideways and you start looking through a much great. So instead of like a, you know, a 10th of an inch, now you start looking through an entire inch. Well, yeah, you, it completely blurs it. It's and as a white Irish guy, I'm very aware of when I can and can't go outside. And that is something yeah. I, that is something I will fight to the death of someone. I know exactly the times I can go outside. Yeah. No, when it's directly above you, it's only going through 70 miles of, of air versus when it's setting or rising right? It's coming through, well, if I'm on this part of the earth and it's going through what a quarter of the circumference, all of a sudden now you're going through 2,000 miles. So yeah. Um, but noble gases, argon, helium, xenon, krypton, neon, radon, ogonason. I never heard of the last one. Ogonason. Um, I gotta go to the bathroom again. I'm sorry. I'm crushing this energy drink. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, no I, I, I gotta get, hold on. And Justin having patience with me as I yet again use the restroom to my own folly. Um, but we were saying about the argon, or not argon gases, the noble gases. And- yeah, I mean, we, we definitely were environmental. So there are, there's a time and place. This is, you know, when to go out in the sun and when it's, uh, when you can. Um, and yeah, it's so great that you have that fair skin. So you have a great awareness. <laughs> I wear a I wear a special hat. So this is a Faraday hat. So inside of it, I have uh, basically gold lining and um, uh, and different uh, antennas that help neutralize free radicals. 
And instead of the 5G blasting me, it actually reflects it away from my body rather than into my body. Um, and that's because once I got off all of my um, my drug addictions and, and cleaned up my life emotionally, spiritually, and physically, um, then um, I'm super sensitive. Um, so I've actually fainted at the past several uh, funerals I've been at. Um, and it's because I'm so sensitive to people's energy. Um, all of a sudden, I can feel the grief. I can feel the, the surge of emotions. Um, and then my body, uh, I, I, I faint. It's so strange. It's not a seizure. I just literally faint. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm very sensitive. They used to call me canary in the coal mines when I was at UCLA. <laughs> um, because uh, if, if you have a side effect on that drug, I guarantee you I'm going to get one of the side effects. Um, mm. I'm a poster child for side effects. You're that one in 10,000 guy. Yeah, I'm not one in 10,000 guy. I, they put me on these new seizure meds and possible side effect was kidney stones. I, I ended up in the uh, hospital twice for kidney stones. Um, that was not a, a pleasant experience. Um, and so I don't want that to happen again. So I wear shoes that are grounded. I sleep on grounding sheets when I'm uh, asleep at night. I never have my phone in the same room. Um, and then I have all these different things like Himalayan salt lamps. Himalayan salt lamps, when they're heated, they produce negative ions and they help actually neutralize and clean the air. Um, and then I use a lot of different things uh, in my pockets and uh, on my body. Um, that are protecting me. And so uh, even the, the cross that I wear, um, I have a, a tachyon emitter. Um, so I have different frequencies that are helping me provide my body the best environment I can in a world that's really toxic. Um, there was a doctor over in New York that was saying that there's enough radiation now coming out in New York, especially like around Times Square, that it's equivalent to getting an x-ray uh, every nine minutes. Um, and we, we know that's pretty dangerous. Um, so there's a lot of free radicals out there. There's a lot of radiation. Um, Dave Asprey did a book called Radiation Nation, and it's <laughs> something we got to pay attention to if, if the human race wants to actually still continue to have healthy babies um, and be able to reproduce. Um, so, yeah, a lot a lot of things that people need to take their, their mind, which is oversaturated with knowledge, dump it all out, <laughs> start over again. Um, you know, all the things that you were taught, revisit it, question it, and really go into the science on it. Um, I was just hiking. Um, I went up to see Boz and, uh, and I'm hiking through the Rocky Mountains, um, went on a little bit of an excursion myself, and I stepped in a, um, uh, a big hill of fire ants. I don't know if you've ever been bit by fire ants before. Yeah, it feels so, like a nail gun. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, God, I was like, this is amazing how beautiful the scenery is. And then poof, <laughs> my, my ankle is burning up. And I'm Welcome like, to the Thunderdome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I, I used to cuss like a sailor. It's been so hard not to cuss, but I was surprised I didn't start like just screaming out terrible things and obscenities because the pain was unreal. Rip. Yeah. Yep. And then I worked with this guy. He's uh, he's ex-Navy. Um, he's in his 80s. And he is, I, I would be, if I had to be in a cage match, like fighting somebody, I would not want to be in the cage with this guy. And, you know, and here he is, he's, you know, he's in his 80s and he's like, um, he's, he's strong, he's solid, he's who I want to grow up to be like. And, um, and uh, he was like, he taught me, um, I met him about uh, five and a half, six years ago. He's the one that helped me get baptized. I got baptized May uh, 6, 2018. So I'm, I'm still a baby, baby Christian, still a baby believer, a Messianic Jew. Um, and so he taught me that um, when you get in situations like that, you drink your own urine. And so immediately I went around, dropped my pants, filled up about three mouthfuls of urine, drank it down. Why and it was is like, that? 
Well, so your urine has some pretty amazing uh, properties in it. The main reason behind it is um, I have this book. It's uh, it was revised in the in the seventies, um, but it's it's about all this military research on the water of life um, by J. W. Armstrong. And uh, so all these people that have survived concentration camps, um, survived being shipwrecked, uh, they learned how to survive on their own urine. And when you when you drink your own urine, um, the some of the components in it are the same components that you get with an EpiPen if you go into an anaphylactic shock. And mm. so he had to use it in a few situations where people have had, um, they're going in anaphylactic shock, there's no EpiPen. Um, and they take some urine and they never go into anaphylactic shock. It completely neutralizes it. So your lymphatic system is scanning everything that's going into your body and creating, I guess the best way to put it, homeopathic remedies to go mm. in and neutralize these toxins and poisons. And so I knew that I was compromised. I literally got bit by fire ants. Um, and this is, this is going to take me down. Um, and so I took three sips of it. I peed all over my leg. <laughs> so thank goodness. I actually, like you, you've had to pee twice. In your <laughs> interview. Uh, I had enough urine in me um, to where I could soak my leg with pee and take about three sips within about 15 minutes. All the pain's gone. Mm. Uh, I, I, all, it's literally all the bites are healing. And uh, I've, I've never experienced anything like that. Usually when I get bit, um, I am hurting for weeks. I, I mean, it, it, I got welts, I got rashes. Um, I, it, it, I, I didn't terrible. I did an episode that, uh, last August with some of my buddies. Uh, it's August 7th. It was my birthday. So like, I don't know, a year and a month ago or something. And, uh, we had just started recording and we had, we had all gotten beer and I had left my beer out of my car and I was like, Hey, like whatever, hold it down. And I like ran outside and got it. And I was stung by a hornet on the way in. Uh, it was like 7 PM, like right on the ankle of all places, like right on the ankle. Dude, I didn't stop bitching that entire five-hour podcast. I was just the entire time. Dude, I was holding my foot up, dude. It was swelling. That, that shit's a different level of pain. Yeah. You, you could have fixed it in 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, could have. Oh, now, now I know. Well, that, I yeah. mean, that would have definitely expedited me getting banned off YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but there is some really magical things in it and it seems gross, just like leeches seem gross and a lot of these other things, but it's because the, we've been indoctrinated. Um, we've been made to think, Ooh, everything's gross. And, um, and to really back away things that have unbelievable healing properties to them. If you go into, uh, Ayurveda, I don't know if you're familiar with the term Ayurveda. Uh, it's, it's, it's I've a, heard of it. yeah. So there's, there used to be before the whole Rockefellers and the, the takeover of pharmaceutical, there used to be about 30 different branches of alternative medicine in the early 1900s. Um, homeopathy made it because homeopathy was in the Smithsonian. Um, and so I, I love homeopathy, but just as powerful as homeopathy is Ayurveda. Um, in Ayurveda, some of the top remedies that are in the Ayurvedic medicine are actually made from cow urine. Um, and if you go into uh, history, um, there was a lot of disease that had hit Mohammed when he was conquering the world. Um, and he was able to cure all the diseases using a pregnant camel's urine. So there's something very, very rich with when a camel's pregnant and in their urine that can neutralize a lot of different pathogens and bacterias and things that are attacking the body. Um, so urine can actually be used if the proper way it can be used as a major medicine. Um, and, and women don't realize that all these expensive uh, lotions and creams that they put on on themselves that's all from urine there's actually stables of horses 
where these horses are locked up and they're collecting their pee around the clock, extracting all this urea and putting it right into these super high end, very, very expensive lotions. And then women are rubbing it all over their face. Now we know that anything you put on your skin, you're eating it. So they're, they're consuming urine. Um, they don't even realize it, but it makes their skin look beautiful. Um, and the other side of urine therapy, I, um, I've actually had some pretty interesting stints in, in Hollywood and I've worked with um, even people in the royal family um, and the very high echelons, they actually collect their urine and use it to grow their own food. Um, and so in the very higher echelons, they're actually collecting their urine. They're creating fertilizer in it because fertilizer is just synthetic urine. Um, and they are spraying it on the plants. And what happens is because it's their urine from their body, the plants will start structuring the fruits and vegetables. So the biomorphogenetic field is going to be much more compatible with the consumer. And so in the old days, farmers used to lick their seeds before they put them in the ground. And then their plants are going to be right. a lot more compatible because their DNA is now on the tree. It's now on the plant. Um, and the structure of the food is now going to be um, structuring to you. And so when God created this earth for us, he wasn't joking. Um, literally everything in the earth is made for us. Um, and so when we understand the science behind it, and when we're not grossed out, when we actually have a real understanding that urine is extremely sterile, um, it's only bad if you're on drugs. It's only bad if you're actually really sick. But if you're healthy and you're eating healthy, you are what you eat. So what goes in healthy comes out healthy. Um, not the same case with feces, but with, the, with urine, it's very healthy and sterile. Um, and so there's a lot to be discovered in that, that realm. Um, one of my favorite doctors, um, what she does is she filters uh, her patient's urine adds procaine in it and injects it in their butt and you'll watch their autoimmune markers just drop right off. And there is this world mixes, right now plagued with autoimmune disease. Mixes uh, it with what? With autoimmune disease. No, no, no. Um, no you said she mixes it? Uh, yeah, with procaine. Uh, procaine is an, um, like an anesthetic. It has a very unique property for resetting the neural pathways. Um, so if you've had a lot of like, uh, let's say you've had sexual trauma um, you've had all kinds of things in your body that you have, your body's still traumatized. Uh, your ventral and dorsal communications are completely out of whack. Um, procaine can actually reset those pathways and it can take all the signal interference out of scar tissue. Um, so it has a lot of really big benefits for doing neural therapy and for actually healing uh, the traumas of the world. A lot of, um, yeah, Boz has brought a lot of Marines and different soldiers to me and they have a lot of scar tissue and they have a lot of emotional trauma sure. um, and just injecting procaine into all of this scar tissue can help reset that signal interference and the communication in the body goes back to normal, um, which is going to prevent a whole myriad of health problems and of course autoimmune disease issues in the future. Um, <clears throat> do you think we could uh, to pivot to the uh, the med bed? Yeah, totally. Oh my goodness, I'd love yeah. to talk about the med bed. Take it away. Okay. Um, well, yeah. So I've 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 went and traveled and done some different versions of it. Uh, one's called the Kesh spaceship, um, and they they unveiled it a few years ago in Austria, and that is pretty profound. You can buy them right now. I think they're about one point six million. Um, and what it does is it's basically this big capsule. It's like an egg. You get in it, and um, and it creates this massive amount of energy. So they call it GANS water. Um, and so this water spirals around and as it creates this massive amount of energy, um, it can actually turn into anything you need on the periodic table. Um, and so your body 
Um, your heart has enough electrical atoms and energy in it to power 20 cities to a million people each. So we have, we are electromagnetic at an extremely high level. We don't even realize how powerful we are. Um, and so if you can tap into your body's own innate healing abilities and then provide all of that energy, um, then your body can regenerate and restore things that are not there. Um, but that's not really the med bed, but if it's, if from what I've seen, it's the closest thing I've seen that, that, that matches the med bed. Um, from what I would see on the, the ability to re regenerate the body. Um, the other side of it, there are some other people that are working off Indian reservations um, that have created power cores that are strong enough uh, to regenerate organs in the body. Um, so you actually need enough electricity to power like the city of Los Angeles if you want to regenerate the body. So it's no small undertaking. You're not going to find it in somebody's garage. Um, but there are people out there that are working on these natural power cores um, that can give enough juice to regenerate the body. Um, but yeah, it's called the Kesh spaceship. Uh, Kesh is K-E-S-H-E um, and the spaceship. And, and yeah, it was unveiled a couple of years ago in Austria. Um, I went down and tried it when they had, uh, there was a version of it here in Los Angeles. Um, and it was a trip. Um, it was wild. All of these different tubes spinning water around you. You're in this like portal vortex. Um, there's all these transducers spinning below, building up the energy and then poof, transferring it into your body. Um, I've also met uh, a couple of breatharians, and these are people that no longer eat food. Um, and they're, they're quite older, but they look younger than me. Um, and, in, and what they've done is they've, they've meditated for 50,000 hours. And so if you meditate for 50,000 hours, it's like you going to the gym. Um, you can do a thousand push-ups and laugh at somebody, you know, that can barely do 10. Um, and so, um, so when you train your mind and you develop that neuroplasticity and your brain waves get strong enough, then your gamma waves go through the roof. So right now we're talking in beta. Uh, when we go to sleep, our brain slows down. It goes alpha, beta, delta, and then below delta at the very, very bottom is SMR. Well, when you, what What's SMR? To, it's where people are using um, basically ultra low like frequencies to reset uh, trauma. Um, so a lot of people in the neurofeedback zone um, that are wiring the brain up and looking at these soldiers with PTSD, they're trying to lower those frequencies where you can get into that deep, deep healing. And they realize there is a, it's like a half of a frequency below Delta that has a pretty profound um, physiological uh, healing on the brain. Um, and so you can't just drop into it, but if you really train your brain, you can actually start developing those pathways and get into there without having a panic attack. Um, but when you go into meditation, you're actually building the higher connection, which is called gamma. And so we're, right now we're talking in beta. So if we shoot up higher in the frequency, and it's really hard to hold gamma for a long amount of time. That's why people do NAD IVs, uh, NAD IVs. Um, and that helps boost the brain. And then it's like, for some people, it's like Adderall. They're like, wow, I'm super focused. I can stay really happy. I can stay really positive and up there, but it's hard to stay in gamma for a long period of time. And so they were researching, trying to find the happiest person on earth. Um, and they realized that, it, that these monks that have dedicated their life to meditation and have, uh, have put in at least 50,000 hours of meditation. So that's going to take you like seven years to achieve if you do it like half of the day, like 12. Yeah, because there's 8,000 plus hours in a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a lot. I've, yeah. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, no, it's big. It's really big. So you got to, you know, if you really dedicate your life to just meditating um, and if you meditate all the time, you don't nearly need to sleep as much too. 
right? The, those Gregorian monks, they do their chanting. They only sleep three hours a day, but they chant seven hours a day. Um, so it's amazing that chant is like literally like the poor state of consciousness. They're meditating while they're chanting and they're actually getting this deep body repair so they don't need to sleep a lot. Um, but that being said, uh, these breatharians, they're producing massive amounts of gamma waves and that is turning into nutrition and, and, and food in the body. See, all of your cells um, are absorbing biophotons as nutrition. So if you eat broccoli, broccoli is just condensed light. And then we dissolve it back into biophotons and energy. And that sends through your body's network. And then we have this phosphorus sheath on our cells that absorbs this nutrition like a solar panel. Like you want vitamin D, you go out and you absorb it from the sun. You're not sitting there chewing on the sun like you're chewing on a steak. Um, and so, um, so it's, it's, everything's turning back into light via photons and we're absorbing it. So what I see with these med beds is right now, these lasers and these technologies, now, they're now starting to figure out this very, very specific parts of the spectrum of light that the body responds to. And so they're now finding all these near infrared, far infrared, um, different types of diodes. There's this new four or five Hertz diode that's replicating the sun. That's mind blowing. Um, and so they're finding these new lights that can go in and harness your body's own natural electromagnetic field and to be able to have all the resources to give every nutrition, everything you need to regrow a finger, regrow a liver, regrow whatever body part that you need. Um, and so that's coming. And the other side of the, the med bed um, is people in the, the mid 1800s, they discovered radionics. So radionics is ultra low frequencies. They call it intrinsic data field. And so in agriculture, it's used very, very heavily in the United States. Um, and so you see these really successful farms. What they're doing is they're using radionics. They're going out. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And they're growing corn. And they're taking a photograph with those old Polaroid cameras. So you have a protein substrate. Um, in the actual camera. And uh, that gentleman that's, that taught me about urine, he's, he's taught me about agriculture. And, um, and so I do radionics um, to, on myself. Um, I actually go in and clone and, and work on my body on that intrinsic data field. And so what that is, it's not, my, it's not my physical body. It's like a house. It's not the lumber in the house. It's not the tools that are made to build the house. It's not the land that the house is on. It is the blueprint that the house is built off of, right? So if you just go in and randomly try to build a house, unless you're, you have a God-given gift, um, the house is probably not gonna be level and it's probably gonna have a lot of issues with it. Um, and so they can actually take images um, of healthy DNA strands, right? Every DNA, if you decipher it, says God eternal within the body. And that's been proven through the periodic table. Um, and so if you get the exact correct DNA strand of a healthy person, you can actually transfer that blueprint into a person that's not healthy and the body will calibrate and take that blueprint and say, oh my goodness, I'm making Ford Fiestas when I should be making BMW 5 Series, right? I'm using the same <laughs> car parts. I'm making a really garbage Ford Fiesta. That there, I there goes any hope of me ever getting sponsored by Ford. There you go. Sorry. You just <laughs> fucked me. You just fucked. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sorry. Keep going. 
<laughs> you just did good. me in. You were a sleeper agent this whole time. I should have known it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I, keep and, going. Well, I got to tell you, I love Ford Mustang. So yeah. maybe that that's your saving grace. And so, but yeah, I, I love a good, I, especially the old, uh, what, 54 Mustang. Um, I used to drive a 54 Mustang and they didn't come out to 55. It was like literally right before they were released. It was a, awesome. quite an amazing car. That's um, awesome. But, uh, but that being said, yeah, the, uh, right now we're, we're, we're making very low quality immune system and cells. And so we don't have the proper blueprints, right? We've been, um, we've been eating all of these, uh, fast foods, which as we know now with, uh, that the, uh, the additives that they're putting in, they're made from human fetal cells. Um, and so a lot of people, the food they're eating is actually made with fetal cells. Um, and so they call it HEK293. Uh, Simonix. I actually joined a big change.org to try to get people aware of it. And just like my water videos didn't make any headway because we got to do it through love. So what we got to do is get every everybody to love each, love themselves so much that they want to protect themselves from free radicals. They want to protect themselves from gene modification. They want to protect themselves from, um, from basically the, their hormones being completely whacked out. So that means they have to stop going to grocery stores. Uh, if everybody stops going to McDonald's, right, then McDonald's would go out of business. This gigantic behemoth would have no more clients. They can't self-sustain and they would fall apart. So it's it's just unsubscribing. So instead of going out and attacking them, just move to a better place, right? Raise your frequency um, to that place of love to where there's no way I would put something in the microwave and then eat it um, now that I know how dangerous microwaves are. Um, or there's no way I would brush my teeth with a neurotoxin called fluoride now that I know how it calcifies my pineal glands because uh, I actually want to meditate. I actually want to have, uh, you know, an experience and be able to talk to God and actually be able to, 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 to feel what's out there. If, you're, if you have a calcified pineal gland, you're walking around completely blind. You have no idea um, what's really happening. When I walk through the woods now, I can hear the trees. Um, I can feel things. And before I would just literally go out camping um, and it's just about sitting around the campfire, drinking a bunch of beers and listening to country music and, um, you know, having a good old time. Yeah. But now I walk out there and I'm having a, I'm, I'm fully integrating into the forest. I'm actually having an experience that you can't that money can't buy. You just have to develop it. So you have to develop it through training your brain. And that's through prayer and meditation, which is in the Bible. Um, and that's through actually loving yourself. Um, and so now everywhere I go. Um, I, I'm my own parents. I, I would never, you know, if I, I don't have kids, but if I had kids, I'm like, there's no way you're going into uh, an R-rated movie or you're going to go watch porn when you're a little kid, right? So you want to protect, you want to protect your children. Well, I want to protect my body the same way that I want to protect kids. Um, and so I won't let my body be in environments that are going to be toxic, um, whether it's toxic speech, toxic food, toxic radiation, um, I just want to be in that state where it's Christ-like, it's love, you know, where my body feels better afterwards. Or, I, or it's like if you somebody lent you something, you want to return it just as good as it was when they lent it to you, or if not better, right? Yeah, sure. Somebody let you drive their car and and you realize, wow, this car is really dirty. How cool it would be to return the car and the car yeah, is now clean washed, it, washed. fill it up with gas. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a really it's a really big thing. God gave me this body. Um, and I took it off-roading for a long time and um, did a lot of drugs, did a lot of partying, did a lot of, uh, a lot of things that um, I can't take back. But now I can go forward um, and, and say, God, I'm going to take care of this vehicle now. I didn't realize uh, what you gave me. And now that I understand it, 
um, bless me so that I can use this vehicle to make a difference in this world. What do you see in 7.30 now? Um, you cool through in like another 30 minutes? Okay, sure. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Can, yeah, and like I said, like I said, we can always do another one. You, we don't have to fit it all in today. Yeah, um, on my staff, I have a, um, I have an eighty-year-old, eighty-seven-year-old uh, angel that works for me. Um, she, she needs to go home. I'm gonna just send her oh, home real quick. Give, oh, dude. Yeah, give me one second. Hold right, on. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, no, we're good. We're good. Man. Okay. Um. Oh God, I'll grab him right now for you, Mama. <laughs> we got about thirty minutes left on the podcast. Are you, doing another... you want to wave to uh, the whole world of the podcast? I, I feel terrible. You don't want to come in? Okay. <laughs> no, I don't want it. I don't know what it is. Oh, uh, so this is um, this is Tommy and say, Mama. Say say hi, Tommy. Hi, Tommy. And how are you tell doing? How much you love this country? Oh, I really love it. Yeah, she <laughs> loves this country. <laughs> All right. It was nice uh, to meet you. You, uh, there you go. Thank you so much. Are you going to do a blood test with everything again? Uh, no, I, 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 I need, I need 30, 30 more minutes. Okay. So, thank you. Want yeah, that would be wonderful if you can. Okay. Oh, perfect. Thank you. All right. I, and now I, I'm back. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know she was waiting. I apologize. Oh, no, no. It's, it's amazing. She's, uh, she's 87. She's on no medication. Um, and, uh, she drives her own car. She's not wearing glasses. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, the only thing she has is a hearing aid, and half the time she loses them, and she still has ears that hear things that I can't even believe that she picks up. So, um, yeah, she's truly a testament of what you can be at 87, um, and a true patriot. Oh, my goodness. Where do you see, uh, I guess, the future of medicine going? I know that's a very broad, a very broad question, but mm. where do you see these things being materialized into? Like... Um, you know Joseph Lister. Joseph Lister kind of pioneered the the antiseptic technique, cleaning wounds before they operated, and he was seen as a kook in you know Victorian England. Um, he was laughed at in the United States during the Civil War because we would just chop the limbs off. We'd even stuff wounds with dirt, and then they they die of sepsis. And eventually, I mean, he he was proven right. And like anything else, it often takes a massive see change and then it becomes standard you know like no one probably ever would have thought that planes would replace trains in terms of mass transit um where do you see these and again i think that's the trillion dollar question so it's not that you know the answer or anyone for that matter where do you see the future of medicine going and where this would be standardized into you know, you go to the hospital for, you know, again, 150 years ago, if you had told someone before the Joseph Lister has proven right, if you had told someone, hey, yeah, you go in there and they disinfect your wound and then they operate, they look at you like, the hell are you talking about? But given enough time, it becomes standard operating procedure. Where do you see this, any of this turning into like a standard operating procedure? Mm. Well, we have to, you know, as Jesus said, the truth has to set us free. And so the current um, Western medicine model is still a theory. Um, and so, um, you know, they even say the word germ theory. Uh, so they don't have, um, they haven't actually focused on the truth. A lot of it's still illusion. Um, and so I, I have to say that the system has to break 
uh, before it can it can be healed. It's like if you break your arm uh, and you go out and you do a bunch of PMF therapy to get your arm healed, but you don't actually set the bone correct, right? So then you're gonna have to re-break the bone <laughs> and literally reset it. Um, and so right now, um, the, the, the current medicine model is extremely broken and it's broken from the top down. Um, and so we have to do, as Jesus said, focus on the truth. The truth will set us free. And then I see hospitals that are actually the way hospitals should be. Um, uh, you know, they, you, when you go in, hospital beds should be grounded. Um, one of the, some of the biggest research points in NIH, if you go in and they research the, 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 the benefits of grounding to the earth. Um, the earth produces its own negative current and healthy, healthy cells um, have negative millivolt current. And if you have a high enough negative millivolt current in your body, you can't get sick. Um, you're too electrical. You're like a nonstick pan. It just slides right off you. Um, and so when I go to hospitals, I see them using very unnatural lighting. Um, and so here I have special filters um, on my lights. Oh, you can't see because they're so bright. Yeah, but my, my lights are filtered uh, so there's no blue light coming through, which can be very hard on the physiology of the body. Um, uh, everything I have is grounded. In fact, I wear special shoes called Harmony 783 shoes. Um, and the Earth's frequency is 7.83. Um, and so my shoes, everywhere I walk, I'm grounded. Um, and so instead of the radiation coming in and absorbing in my body, it's discharging and flowing through me. Um, so I don't age. I don't get super old super fast. Um, and so, um, so I see the, the future of medicine actually making um, a hospital that isn't a scary place, um, that has... Um, all of these equipment and scanners that they're using in Europe, that they're using all around the world, but the United States doesn't use them because they threaten everything. Um, they threaten to reveal the truth of how the body works and how emotions work. Um, and so I see a complete reset of the, of the Western medicine. We have to make a hospital unlike the world has ever seen before. Um, and that means uh, putting the people first and not about how much money you make. You know, when, when people are admitted to the hospital, they get paid for every person that comes in. So if that person comes in and they have to put them on a ventilator and put them full of remdesivir, they get a much bigger uh, funding um, for that hospital than they do if you just come in and they, they give you some vitamin C and some zinc and some ivermectin and you go back home. You know, you get 100 times more money. Um, so it's a very money-driven society. So I see medicine is not being money-driven. Um, and the med bed technologies that are that are already out there right now that are already not quite full the dream of what's um, uh, what was said is the med bed they are enough to really close the gap to where we can save a lot of lives and um, and the surgeon um, uh, Dr. Reichard Hammer I mean he his success rate has been higher than I've ever seen in anyone with cancer um, and so just being able to to look at people's brains and say hey wait a minute. Um, you've got a lot of trauma in your brain. Like, let's let's do a little bit of psychotherapy here. You know, let's talk about it. Like, did you get raped? Um, did you get, um, you know, roofied? Or like, what what happened to you? Because your body right now is showing the signs of somebody that's been traumatized. Um, and we need to deal with that trauma so you have the best outcome for your surgery. So you have the best outcome. Um, and, you know, you go into hospitals. The last one I went into, um, I'm walking into the cafeteria. And I'm freaking out because I'm like, my gas station has better food than what this hospital is providing, right? I mean, and and United States doesn't have any regulations on the food like they do over in Europe. 
Um, a lot of these things that we put in our food are illegal in other countries, but yet we saturate it with our food because it becomes very addictive um, and it dumbs us down. Um, so we don't we don't have that memory and that sharpness and that awareness. So we just kind of all walk around, um, you know, like we're on an episode of Wall-E, right? That big <laughs> ship. Yeah, it's a big fat guy's um, and that's not um, that's not how God created us. Um, it's completely opposite of what God had in, in store for us in our plan. Um, and so, yeah, I don't I don't see um, this current model working. Um, it, it has to be we have to go back in time where we first started messing it all up. And that happened in the in the late 1800s, it, the late 1800s, things were starting to really explode. They became a huge threat to society. Um, and then that's when, um, that's when, you know, this whole plan to implement pharma, pharma pharmaceuticals, um, and to, and to get rid of these 30 different options for alternative medicine started to disappear. I mean, they, they pretty much have kicked out alternative medicine. I have, um, I have a whole libraries of books that go all the way back to the mid 1800s that have remedies for all these different health conditions and they still work. I mean, I still drink turpentine. I, I, I <laughs> You know, it's wild. If you get sick, um, there's some really great old-fashioned remedies that work fantastic. Um, but people think it's ridiculous that you would think about drinking turpentine. What's turpentine? Um, so I actually, I get it from pine trees. So turpentine is used primarily for people that are painters. And so if you get paint all over your skin and you got to wash it off, you put some turpentine on it and it will clean it right off. Um, and so uh, it's called Georgia Pine. I think I have a bottle here. Yes, it's a. So, but yeah, it's it's made from uh, from pine trees from Georgia, um, and uh, it, it, turpentine was really popular um, when there was actually uh, slavery in the U.S. So before, when there were slaves, they would not get medical care and attention. So they would just have a big bottle of turpentine, and so you take a a spoonful of sugar, pour a little bit of turpentine, eat it. Um, and then all of the parasites would come out to feed off the sugar, right? Like cancer cells, they feed off sugar. And then as they chomp down on the sugar, they're eating into the turpentine and that turpentine is killing them um, or it's wiping out disease. And so uh, back in the day um, when the, the slave owners weren't getting well through their Western medicine models, then they would send down to the servants' quarters and they would get a bottle of turpentine and that would finish the job. So it was kind of like the, um, the final... Um, the final fix. If, if you weren't getting better from other methods, then you, you turn to turpentine and that was always the, the big kicker at the end. Um, so, but yeah, I love, um, I love these old remedies and they still work. Um, we're still <laughs> just like God was the same God back in Egypt and Moses time is the same God today. God hasn't changed. We have, um, but our, um, but our, our remedies in this earth, what this earth provides as medicine is still the same. Um, we're the ones modifying all the fruits and vegetables to where even the bugs can't eat it anymore. You know, they, they can't, I, when I do muscle testing on people use corn, I mean, uh, this genetically modified corn, nobody's body wants it. I mean, the bugs die when they eat it. So how are we going to, how are we, how do we process it? Um, so we got to go back to the way it was before we just started messing with God's creation. Um, <clears throat> Do you see something like uh, the the cash machine? <laughs> Is that going to be something that's more widespread? Um, I I do, but 
I see a lot of other potential technologies that are emerging right now um, that if they got a little bit more funding and they got a little bit more support that they would they would out they would outperform the cash machine that we would have um, that we would see healings like we've never seen before. But so far, everybody that's been focused on these alternative medicines um, has been taken out. Um, so it's 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 a it's a very interesting time that we're living in right now. Um, and not only like taken out, but their websites are gone. Their research is gone. Um, there was an incredible doctor in Las Vegas. They went in and torched his whole office. Um, and he was just trying to help people. He was a very kind man. Um, and so, uh, so there's a lot of, um, yeah, we first have to have the freedom, um, to bring out these technologies. So there are thousands of scientists right now and doctors that have Tesla coils and Rife machines and alternative medicine that they have stored away that they can't talk about to anyone. Um, and so this whole country is full of, of solutions. Um, but we are, um, if those people just like, uh, if I was to come out and say, I have a, I have an engine that runs on water. Well, you, we already talked about that. We, we know what happens to you. If you have an engine that runs on water, that doesn't need gasoline, you're going to be buried. Um, and so, yep, you disappear. I mean, Stan Dyer, I mean, the coolest dude on the planet. And he was, <laughs> I just loved him. And yeah, what, what happened to him and why we still have no vehicles that run on water. Um, and so, um, so there's a big, uh, there's a big gap right now in human consciousness. Um, and so the first thing we have to do is raise human consciousness to where uh, these beautiful people that have solutions for the world and for health um, can actually get out and do the work that God brought them here to do. Um, and so even with me doing this podcast, I can't believe I'm doing it. But at this point, um, uh, it's, it's so important. And we just, it's the second day into the new Jewish New Year, 5783. And there's so many beautiful things that are prophesied in this year. So I'm just like, I, I can't have any fear. I can't subscribe to this cancer that this world has been subscribed to for so long. So I just pray that maybe there'll be one specific person that watches this video that says, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to let go of my fear too. I'm going to join in and, and focus on mental health and focus on, um, on looking at disease from a completely different uh, standpoint. We, we have to take everything that we've learned so far and, and not necessarily throw it away, but put it to the side and learn everything over again. And then with these new with these new eyes, go back and dissect everything we did. And maybe we'll find a few good things that we can we can assimilate and bring into it. Um, but when I when Jesus came into my life, I had completely new eyes, literally. Um, you know, everything I looked at, I, I never had these type of revelations before. I never thought porn was was uh, was as, as addictive and terrifying as it was. I never thought these drugs um, can do all these terrible, terrible things. Um, and so when Christ comes into you, you have new vision, you have new eyesight, you have, um, you have a new way of, 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 of acting, of talking, of, 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 of living in this world. Um, and so that's what we need more than anything, Christ to come and, and, and wake up the world so that we can use our gifts to heal the world. Um, it's one thing I kind of want to touch on what you said earlier about the, uh, like the tension in your neck one one thing i've always kind of found interesting about meditation i've only had it happen a handful of times uh. families have a lot going on 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, it's like I'd be meditating, you know, sitting Indian style on a pillow or something. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I would just become aware of this, like, I didn't even realize it, but I was like, you know, I was like flexing like my hamstrings or something. And or like your lower back. And to me, it's more than like getting in a hot bath or like a foot massage machine at the airport. To me, the most relaxing thing I've ever felt, and it's only happened maybe 10 times in my life, is where I'm meditating and I just like all of a sudden become aware of all the tension in my body. And I just I stop. Like if I told you to make a fist and then told you to stop making a fist, right? So you just stop, right? You don't think anything about it. Um but I'd feel this tension on my back and my legs and I would just, and I would just, it would all kind of stop being tense. And man, it just felt like you were melting and it was so, it's so, it's so wonderful, but it, 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 it gave me pause to think about um what the late uh, Richard Alpert Ramdas would say about like uh, trauma and suffering. He would just tell people be like, yeah, just drop it. And like, what do you mean just drop it? You know, I was raped as a kid. I, my dad was murdered in front of me. And I'd be like, if you pick up a baseball and I tell you to drop it, what do you do? You just drop it. You know, just drop it. And I, whenever I used to hear that, I'd be like, that's so dismissive. But it wasn't until he said that today that I started thinking like, I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll take another 10 years of meditation. But I wonder if there is a moment where you can just drop it. And as much as I'm talking about the whole letting go of like the flexing, I've only done it a handful of times and I can feel it right now, but I couldn't, if my life depended on it, drop it. It's only when I'm like really slowed down that I just let go. So I guess I also kind of understand how it's still difficult, but that's, that's just one thing that kind of jogged my memory earlier was, I wonder if that's what they mean by like, just put it down. If yeah. there's a moment where you can reach where you just like heavy luggage and you're in like the lobby of an airport or you're in the lobby of a hotel and you've been walking through an airport holding your bags and all of a sudden you realize, oh wait, like we're standing still at, you know, we're getting whatever a, a sandwich. You can put the bag down for a minute. And like, sometimes you forget you can put it down, right? Cause you're standing there, you're waiting for your sandwich and it's like, oh wait, I'm not walking. I can, and you let go and you go, oh Oh man, like that's great. Like if you could just drop it, like that's not I don't really know if there's a question in there or why yeah, I brought no, it, it up, but it's 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 what I do in the meditation. I, I, I realize that my body has all these experiences and so when I meditate, um when you're dropping it, it's still there, but you're now you're rising above it. And so I look down sometimes in my meditation and I'm like, Oh my goodness, there's all my fears, there's all my uh, anxieties and, and, and past issues um, that are still there in the world, but they can't touch me. They're jumping up and they're trying to touch me, but I'm yeah. vibrating here. So I'm not, I'm not soaking in the toxic soup anymore. The toxic soup is still there, but I'm above the toxic soup sure. um, and my body can relax. And then I'm getting to that point in my meditation now where I'm actually feeling the top of my skull open. So if you look at the top of your skull, it looks like a scarab beetle. 
And so when you get into deep breath work, and I call the program that I'm doing right now, Breathing for Jesus. So I have a three-tiered breath system. So if you do that 300 times, um, your body is going to be vibrating. You won't even feel your body anymore. Um, and you can hold your breath for about five minutes without having any type of sensation of even needing to breathe. Um, and when you go in those deep vibration states, my nose starts vibrating so hard and it feels like I'm like on some type of crazy drug when I'm completely sober. Um, and then you'll actually feel the top of your, your skull where these two, um, the, the two parts of your skull are connected together. You actually start to feel them open up. Um, and it is really weird. At first I was like, I, am I dying? Like what's going on? But <laughs> now that I'm not afraid of it anymore, um, and I realized that um, I started watching these videos. There's a neurologist from Harvard. His name is Marco Zapatera. Um, and he studies those meditations, how your skull actually opens through meditation. Um, and it's profound, the, the information that you can receive. Your brain is an antenna. So you can tune into really beautiful things or you can tune into really dark things. Whatever we make coherent is our reality, right? Right now in, your, in the room that you're in, there's hundreds of thousands of cell phone conversations passing through and radio stations. That if you were to tune into them, you could be like, wow, this makes me want to dance and feel good. Yeah. You want to like slam my head into a wall. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 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 What are we tuning into? So when you meditate and you and you set your heart and everything on Jesus um, and you really connect to those higher realms that, yeah, you're going to have sensations in your body that are very hard to quantify. And um, thank goodness that that uh, Dr. Marco Zapatera. Um, has been researching these meditations and how the brain opens because I was freaked out. And then I did the research and I realized, hey, wait a minute, um, that, that this is actually possible. And um, and he has, uh, he's been researching people that he can literally slide a blade of grass between their um, their skull. Uh, it's so it's so crazy. And you go back to Aztec times, they were doing brain surgeries on people. Um, and so I imagine they were probably giving them plants that put them in these psychedelic meditative states that allowed the skull to just open up so they could do brain surgery. Um, but there's tons of records of Aztecs and Mayans that were doing brain surgery and then lived for, you know, 20, 30 years after their brain surgery. Um, and that's, that's thousands of years ago before the MRI and the, and the CT scans and the, <laughs> um, all the modern tech that we had, they were doing brain surgery back then successfully, even better than we're doing nowadays. Um, so there's a lot of things that we still need to keep be curious. And, and Jesus was focused on, the power and the child. And so um, if you can keep your childlike curiosity, you can keep asking questions, you can keep playing and discovering and having fun. Um, that's when we're going to, mankind will have its greatest step forward. And a child um, doesn't have any of the isms, right? A child doesn't have racism. It doesn't have ageism. Um, a child just looks at you go like, hey, let's go play, yeah, right? Let's go like, run let's go yeah, have that, that puppy love, yeah. Yeah, that's the real power. The, in it. Yeah, that that innocence, that uh, the clean. You kind of get that feeling on like psilocybin, where you go, "Oh, everything I know, I've learned." Mm-hmm. You know, you you see a stop sign, and you're like, "That's just a piece of metal." I mean, that doesn't mean go barreling through traffic. That's not what I'm trying to convey, but just little things like that, right? You you go, or you you look at a clock, and you're like, "Oh, time's not like like real, real." Like it is, but it's not, you know, it's not sure. six o'clock, it, you know? Yeah. There is that weird sort of childlike curiosity or even just like writing or, or talking, like talking becomes very weird. 
where all of a sudden you realize you're like, dude, what are we doing? We're just making didn't Terrence mechanic call it. He goes, telepathy is real. He goes, you think of something, you move your tongue and you vibrate sound waves. And I shoot it at your skull. You bring it into your ears. It vibrates and it goes into your brain. And because we have the same encryption key, you know that Apple means Apple. And I know that if we don't know the same language, we can't talk to each other. If two people know one language and a third doesn't, the two are allowed to keep secrets. But he's like, telepathy is like the thing we do right now. Just talking is like the most psychedelic thing is just like, and then amplify that. I mean, this is on a podcast online. Like you're, we're, we're like projecting ideas into the, into the actual like skulls of, a thousand people and then if you and then if you can evoke an emotion you know stay positive be optimistic love each other or even just an idea you know uh, a crackling fire during like a rainstorm like you're copying pasting your own ideas and it's like shooting them out into like a thousand 3d printers everyone's and then and then there's like the flip side like you could also abuse that you could do propaganda. You could, you could send out fear. It is all. So I guess in like the final couple of minutes that, uh, made me think, you know, whether it's like, you know, receiving a, a, a beautiful Pink Floyd song and you know, put, you know, comfortably numb or, or, you know, some Slayer and they're not even like objectively good and bad. It's just different things. You know, Pink Floyd's great to hit a bong to Slayer's good to throw some weights around to. Right. Um, or, you know, like nuclear energy, like you can, you, you can, you could bomb the world or you could, you could, I don't know, power a, a research hospital or like a, sorry, a research ship, whatever. Oh, uh, you could use a rocket to throw a bomb or you could use a rocket to, you know, put a satellite up there and use it for, you know, you know, SOS missions for people lost at sea, like emergency satellite internet, whatever you get what I'm saying. Yep. You can, you know, you can, the oldest one, you can use a knife, you can butter bread or you can stab your mom. The knife isn't inherently. So to to me, there's this sort of weird quandary. I think that's the right word. Where you realize like there is no like one invention that's necessarily like, oh, that's going to save everything. You realize that whether it's, I have a spear and I can draw in the sand and, you know, Look, I, I wrote the word penis and, you know, two cavemen laugh or you can use the spear to stab someone or whether it's a plane to, you know, to transport you across the nation to go see your grandparents or whether it's a plane used to fly into the World Trade Center. They, there is no one thing that's ever actually like good or bad. There are just these. These increases in the ability to amplify. It's like the megaphone is just getting bigger and bigger. There's no one megaphone that this one's going to be good and it's going to cure. You can still get in that megaphone and scream fire. Or you could still get in that megaphone and just sing a beautiful song. So that's one thing I always, and this is, I, I don't know really know if this is even what we're really talking about, but I kind of think of that like we're always pushing to, to advance technologically. But I mean, like if history has shown anything, there's no one thing. I guess you devil's advocate, you could argue, well, if you use it for good, you can use it for more good than's ever been done before, but it also goes for bad. So I don't really know. There wasn't really a question in there. I just kind of word saladed, but yeah. Yeah. No, we, we have a, we have a choice. And so we have a very short amount of time in these bodies. 
on this planet and how are we going to use them and so yeah. yeah no i'm I'm right there in alignment with you and um and i i truly after seeing so many people that have been sick we subscribe to our diseases so you can go in and do the med bed and be restored and regenerated um if and, but then at the same time, go back in and completely subscribe to your issues um, and all your diseases is going to come back. So you literally have to own your own med bed just to keep yourself living. And that's not living. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're supposed to learn from our, our past. Um, and I think there may be a limit too. Um, we have to unsubscribe from fear. Um, we're yeah. not born with the spirit of fear. We brought it in. We've made it a relationship with it. And um and it's not um it's got to be it's got to be sent to the foot of the cross you got to send it into the light and never come back again so um yeah so i'm I'm right there with you <laughs> yeah you can you can have that beautiful heart to heart with a friend about like you gotta stop the drinking man you know you, you know it's a problem i can see it destroying like, yeah i got you i got you and like the next day they're fucked up at the bar and you're like all right so you have to talk with them again but after like the 50th weekend, you're almost kind of like, I can't yeah. you keep, you keep touching the, the stove and burning your hand. After 52 straight weeks of you burning your hand, at a certain point, I'm going to be like, Justin, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Stop burning yeah. your hand, right? So there is yep. that where you, you know, there is a limitation. But good thing I'm not president because I would ban alcohol from this country. <laughs> that would be so hard. But who I would also. It? Herbert Hoover? No, was it Calvin Coolidge? Who, who passed prohibition? Uh, that I'm not sure, but um, I know I've never seen it benefit anyone. And I understand like communion wine a little bit for certain celebrations, but um, but yeah, alcohol uh, was a really big part of my demise in my 20s. And so um, I don't even have a drop touch my mouth. I'm very, very um, uh, proactive about loving your body and not poisoning your body. And uh, they've done now all this brain research showing just what like literally one little tiny have a have a uh, a can of beer can do to your brain um and you're, it, it literally poisons your brain for like 72 hours so um, if i'm here to win the olympics right and that's god's great commission to sure. to go in and do the best i can be i don't need to be setting myself back by having a half a beer yeah. um but the thing is if i was uh if i was president or had that ability to make those laws i would also replace it with something much better Right. So you have to show people there's a better way. And so if, you know, if you could actually live my life and see how much fun I have without alcohol and how ridiculously fulfilling it can be, then you have no, no need for it anymore. It's, it's not, you, you drink because you want to have fun. You want to relax. You want to have a good time. Right. It's, there's an enjoyment there. Um, but I'm, I'm, I want people to know that there's many, many other things that are way more enjoyable um, than going out and, and drinking. Um, and your, and your body will perform so much better and you're not going to have, um, all of these diseases manifesting, um, inside of you. But, um, uh, again, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to just get people to want to love themselves more. So if you love yourself that much, you're going to, you're not going to want to partake in those things that are, are, that are hurting the body. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like what we talked about earlier, you know, don't, don't scold the, the path that got you to the summit. You know, as as much as uh, I do find I am better and happier when I go periods without drinking, it's the periods of drinking that force me into that learning state. So I can't, I can't scold alcohol because it has taught me so much. I've, 
I've had the panic attacks. I've got too drunk and said stupid shit to friends. You know, I've hurt people's feelings. If somebody just told me that in theory, I'd be like, all right, cool. You have to wake up hungover and not remember sending that text to go, okay, I need to reevaluate some, you know, sometimes the fire is beneficial. Sometimes you got to, like you and I both know, and sometimes you got to get humbled firsthand. You can't be told about it. You got to go, oh, I, you got to have your tail between your legs and go, I, I get it. So, yeah. but, um, I woke up after beer fest. Uh, I was competing with one of my best friends. Uh, she was a, she was a police officer from Germany and, uh, <laughs> and taught me how to drink. And so I chugged <laughs> the beer, went through the whole beer fest and, yeah. um, woke up the next day, uh, without my shirt in my front yard in the bushes with all the neighbors coming out and, uh, that'll do it. That'll do it. And, <laughs> that'll do uh, it. You know, waking up and kind of putting my 12 tell between my legs and, um, just like, wow, Those I are- have, those are learning experiences. Those are learning experiences. And um, now when I look back, I'm like, wow, how, uh, thank goodness that I learned that men's brains don't fully develop until they're 40. So I have a lot of excuse that I wouldn't <laughs> fully develop. So now that I'm over 40, I, I don't have the same excuse that I had back then. Um, um, yeah. Well, I've still got eight years then. I still, still got, got eight years. Time. I can still launder and be like, not my fault. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> my brain's not fully developed. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It just, it wasn't my fault. I'm sorry, officer. But uh, yeah, they, they don't give a shit. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're going to jail, Mr. Gary. All right. Um, but hey, Justin, let's wrap this one up. And okay. uh, I'd love to have you on, man. Thank you for giving me the time out of your day. I always appreciate a good conversation. And yeah. uh, I'll text it to you when it's up. Okay, sounds good. God bless you, and God bless everyone that's listening to this message. May um may you find your truth, and uh, may you find your purpose. Right, we're all here as superhumans, and we all have gifts. Nobody's better than someone else, and so find your gifts and use it to make the world a better place. Because you're only on this planet for a short amount of time, and money you can't take the money with you, um, but you can take the good deeds and and the things that you do in this world, and so. Um, focus on that because that's what what is what makes someone really rich um so i just pray god bless everyone in the name of jesus and bless you tommy you're doing great work so yeah honored honored to know you and so wild how much you look like my cousin (laughs) i know it's uh, hey man it's it's i I like that story as well that beautifully said man and i say it all the time love each other guy it's 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 not like a hallmark set it's literally all we got (laughs) it's all we it's not even that it's like it there's nothing else here there's there's nothing there's nothing else here it's it, i I can, I can tell you to enjoy the water it's because there's only water love is yep. literally the only thing there is um but uh justin thank you so much my man and sure. uh I'll text you this episode when it's up and uh, i'd love to have you on again sometime and um god bless Sounds you, good. stay safe god bless you.